4: Yeah, what's up? This is Dark Side for the Moto X Pod show. Welcome to the Pulp Mix wrap-up show, the number 1 moto wrap-up show in the industry, and I'm here to discuss this week's Pulp Mix show with a couple guests. But first, let me tell you about our awesome sponsors. Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, even off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson to Jeremy McGrath in the 90s, Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky Pro Circuit Kawasaki and JGR Suzuki, as well as many others. If it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out gutsracing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. And listen, you know all about Michelin motorcycle tires from the Pulp MX Show. And now I'm excited to announce the Michelin Bicycle Tires is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire. And to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zinc and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill... Then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products and follow them on Instagram at michelinbicycle. And of course, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. And I want to welcome on our new sponsor, Seal Savers. Since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection of the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their Zip-On Seal Savers, making installation a breeze. So check out their full line of Moto products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 for 25% off at SealSavers.com. Hey, and don't forget to visit PulpMechShow.com for sponsor links and discount codes as well as the Amazon widget. If you want to be on the Pulp Mix wrap-up show with me to talk about the Pulp Mix show, or you want to contribute a question or topic for the Hello Pookie segment, send it to darkside at Pulpamex.com. Okay, let's get to our guests. That's Darkside, everybody. He did a good job hosting. He didn't lock up or anything. All right, my first guest of the night is brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires, a Glen Helen World Vet champion, missing this year, Galdi. What is up, Ryan Galdi?
2: Great intro. I'm glad you mentioned those bicycle tires. I know you got ran for those ones while on the show. I'm doing good. side, glad to be doing this. Haven't done one in a while. And yeah, man, I'm I was super bummed that I couldn't make it this year to uh, claim down uh, claim another title if I got lucky again. But uh, yeah, super bummed. But glad we can uh, talk about it.
4: Also on the line, brought to you by Guts Racing from Race Tech Suspension. Checkers, what's up, dude?
1: I'm excited to do this. I'm pretty pumped because you asked me to do it, and I think my, re- my response was the World Vet Wrap Up Show. Hell yeah!
4: <laughs> yeah, dude. This is a. I, I've told a lot of people that last year's Pulp Show after the World Vets was is now my all time favorite show. Uh, so I was really really excited about Show 444 with Randy Richardson and Chris Kiefer in studio talking about the 2020 World Vet Finals. And it was a really good show. I enjoyed it. I don't put it on the same level as 404, but I'm going to say it's really, really close. What say you, Checkers?
1: Um, I don't think it was as good. That is also my favorite show of all time. But I will say the race tech Ramp segment, which we'll get into for sure, was probably the best segment ever in pulp history. I will say that part.
4: I (laughs) totally agree. Galdi, you were there last year. You listened to this one. uh, So maybe you're a little... It'd be hard to be unbiased, but what'd you think of this episode?
2: Uh, just like you guys, I was, I was excited because Randy is hilarious, and Kiefer's got, you know, he's, uh, got an unbelievable list of sounds and comments and funny stuff for sure. But I think just like what COVID has kind of done to the world, it kind of made it a little bit more mute uh, to what it was. You know, he didn't have all the countries, not everybody there, yeah. bad weather. It didn't quite carry the same vibe, I think, for sure. But yeah, I mean, without me in the room, too, I guess it kind of sucked
4: exactly exactly <laughs> i was disappointed when i found out you weren't coming uh make, gonna make it over but you know with everything going on like you say it is what it is randy is always fantastic uh I he may have rubbed steve a little bit the wrong way at some moments during the show and we're gonna get to those <laughs> things uh but anyway yeah so as i said the w uh, vet world championships this past weekend a lot to talk about so much to talk about that this show could go for four hours who knows we probably won't but uh we're gonna cover the races, we're gonna start cover the start controversy, rant, lords, Heather service and Kiefer, and we're even gonna talk a little bit about Christian Craig and Trey Kennard. But honestly, those guys were sort of the almost an afterthought with this show, which is very unusual. But I'm I'm excited to get it going. Um so let's let's for, first start off with the Glen Helen result.
5: From Michelin motor, Michelin Motorcycles this man responsible for all things rubber as well as has a brand new uh website to talk about tonight on the show. He also raced the World Vets. He went 3-1 in his class. It's the fastest man in Piedmont, Randy Richardson. What's up? Uh also here he is uh regular co-host of the show and he is uh he won the national championship earlier this year and now after this weekend he dominated the first moto. Took a second and a second moto. He's a world champion. He's Chris for everybody. We are the champions of Glen Helen. I don't want to go back there for another two weeks. Suck it, Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Sucking my broom. Mike Brown! 3-1 for you. Yes. Second overall on the day. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Medal.
3: second moto, Metals. first place A
0: lot metal. of
5: clinging the night there, Stephen. A lot of clinging. Metal's up, everybody. Our buddy Vaj. Yep. Fourth overall for Vaj. Mm-hmm. Medal trophy. Yep. yep. Congratulations to Janky Mike. Fifth. Medal? trophy? Yep. And just me. And Steven rolls <laughs> just in. Just me. <laughs> yep. There we go. <sighs> what
4: was it? The condition?
5: Six, six eight for seventh overall. Couldn't even pull out like a six eight for fourth.
4: All right, Galdi. So medals up, everybody but Steve. Um knowing Steve the way we do, that's got to uh that's gotta be bug driving him crazy.
2: Uh, yeah i bet you it's eating him up a little bit for sure the way uh how last year went right with the 14-9 for seventh <laughs> overall and this year's 6-8 gets him a seventh which makes more sense than usual motocross scoring but i'm, I'm sure it's irking him for sure but uh, it sounded like the boys had a lot of fun kind of poking the bear which made it all the best you know because he's the guy sitting behind the main mic so he usually gets to you know throw out the fun and the, and the goons and all that kind of stuff so it looked like it kind of was able to backfire a little bit and he uh he did miss out on that fly uh, contingency I believe for, from a few shows ago as well that they talked about as well. So uh, yeah, it was uh sucks for him but it was good for good for us to have a little bit of a laugh at his
5: expense.
4: Yeah, uh, I think uh, I did kind of write in my notes he is going to get a an official Instagram post about his performance as his contingency. So it's not too bad, but uh checkers so bad conditions, rainy, muddy, cold Surprised that Steve even raced at all in those conditions. So all in all, hell, I'm just happy that the guy showed up and raced.
1: I mean, for our entertainment, I'm glad he showed up and raced. I mean, I tell people these days my bike runs on solar power. If the sun isn't out, it doesn't run. <laughs> um, and I figured Steve was kind of at that, that point in his life. But um, I guess he has key for poking him and prodding him and actually found out more. It was more Randy that was wanting to race because he flew all the way out there, which was Steve's fault. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it felt like so, um, but I think just as you listen to the show and beyond the results, uh, Steve kind of talks about it multiple times. I don't think it's so much the result that he's bummed on as I don't think he feels like he rode very well, which just just shows that we all still have that racer inside of us, no matter what, no matter how seriously you try not to take it or how unprepared you are or how prepared you are, you have that inside you where you're you're just bummed when you don't do well, and I think that was that's more of it. The medals thing is just Steve's way to poke fun at himself about it a little bit, which by the way, Goldy, do you have your medal on right now for the show?
2: <laughs> uh I don't, but it's right beside me. Actually we can get the tingin
4: going if we want to bring it in here. <laughs> we should. That's yeah, that's awesome. Um but anyway, yeah, so I I am glad, like you said, Checkers, he's having fun, he's what? into it, which, you know, a year two years there it is. <laughs> can oh, you hear that? awesome. <laughs> two years ago I don't know that I would I would have probably lost a paycheck if somebody asked me, would Steve race Glen Helen in the mud and cold? So he's come a long way, thanks to Kiefer. And t- speaking of Glen Helen prep, the boys had some expectations, Randy and Steve, uh, for what maybe their buddy Chris Kiefer was going to gonna do for them while he stayed at his house. Let's listen.
5: Okay, so Friday, Randy and I go mm-hmm. to Glen Helen. Beautiful day. Beautiful. Good track. No support at all from him. He sits on the couch all day.
0: I, I was there yesterday, or the day before. I'm
3: good. You guys do your thing. Mm-hmm. You guys are fine. And we unloaded it. I, uh, let me pronounce it Canadian. I borrowed the air gauge from you and then uh, took it down there. So we checked the air pressure, right? Uh-huh. But then I look, and I'm like, I hope the levers are where I like them because we didn't bring anything, nothing.
0: No, because nothing. our
5: friend is supposed to be there to support us with everything. We didn't yeah. have tie downs for it.
0: <sighs> Sorry, I can't be your mechanic, your bike loan, your fucking room and board. Let me just everything. Let me yeah. just do it up. So-
4: Galdi, you lived some, through some of this last year, going to Chris's house. Steve complained last year in the morning about lots of stuff. And now Chris gives him a place to stay. Little stopping point on the way of the track. He's there for him all the time, but Steve and you know Steve just got to complain.
2: Well, yeah, one hundred percent, he does have to complain. That's his thing. But I do believe, and I can attest to it. Last year, Chris was very helpful with my, with me uh, handing tools. Although my bike did go into the garage, I didn't have to go to Glen Helen. We, Steve actually said we're not going to practice last year. That's stupid we'll just go to Glen Helen on the Saturday. We went there Friday or just to hang out at Chris's and then went Saturday morning with no practice, just what you got in the morning. But this year it, it's he, like checkers referred to before they, the prep was kind of weak heading into it. So they wanted to get a few more things. So in my eyes, I feel like Chris might should have been a little bit more helpful, especially Randy coming that far, but uh, the boys felt a little uh, left in the dust there. You could sense a bit of tension yeah. uh, in that moment on the show for sure. Where I think they drove up there, and, and you know Randy coming from him as far as he was, and Steve and Chris are you know almost best buddies now. That yeah, I think Chris was was meant to do a little bit more on the uh, support side on that Friday, and it, it didn't get that way.
4: What about you, Checkers? What'd you take away from this? Because a lot of times on these rants with Steve, I feel like uh, you know it'd be hard to be his friend on a regular basis sometimes. But then you never know how much a show. Uh, like hyped for the show, exaggerated, but but uh, what do you think of that segment?
1: Um, I think Kiefer's just way too damn good of a friend, and he set the expectation so high that he's used to having him every time they go ride. Kiefer's so excited that Steve's riding dirt bikes with them and going racing with them that he handles all this stuff and. Um, maybe Steve took it all for granted until he didn't have him, And then he realized, oh crap, there's a lot to go. So that's a lot that goes into this. And much like the crap he gives dark side all the time. I think it was a backhanded compliment of thanks for all the stuff that you normally do for me.
4: Ah, nice, nice way to look at it. Yeah. I, there's wow, times
1: great layout.
4: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when I listen to Chris and Steve or JT and Steve, I think, man, I, I wonder if I would lose my temper at some point with my buddy, you know, with some of the things that are said and we're going to get to some more of those things as the show goes on but it's just always a fun dynamic uh listening to these guys and we've got a little more about prep and uh disappointment let's listen
3: so my situation was the bike which was phenomenal no numbers on it and i had to register right so i'm fmip 222 so i mean that is randy's hand like i registered here we go i registered as 222 well okay (laughs) doesn't Two, matter 222 that's what it was Sorry. you could have been 22. you could have been 22
5: 149 so, and you would have got so kiefer so here's the, kiefer thing, says, here's the thing. i got you handled with numbers i
3: got you i got you right you so got, i'm assuming the level of friend like how we know each other right i'm assuming you've got me you've got me fmip 222 you've got me <laughs> okay. i didn't know you had like an alter ego of me number 165 i didn't know that he's like i'm registered i'm electronically registered yeah this we go to on digital Friday. world i yeah. can't change that yeah i'm, I'm living in a digital <laughs> world, we are, <laughs> we are li- So anyway. So I, no, I
5: got you. I got 165. That's yeah, what we'll I have. This. I'm
3: not
0: saying you got to be 165, but we could have mixed 51, 61. He's two, just, two, I, rode that, I rode that bike
3: more like a 51. <laughs> for did. sure. <laughs> if we're doing this, you're shopping local, we're shopping high desk. We go to lunch at the airport, which is apparently Steve's favorite place. Right. Right. He he's loves there. it. We go to Mojave Motorsports. And they had just racks on racks on racks of numbers up there. 100% numbers. The only new inventory they really had was that uh, dark side replica graphics kit just for the front fender. So we bought that, too. There's only one left. How stoked was the lady that you were buying numbers? She was pumped. Because no one buys enough. She's like,
5: I'm surprised you guys are even buying Mm -hmm. these. Yeah, so 222, we got it done. Got it done. It didn't seem like the Bermlords dark side graphic kit was able to stick on very well with the pressure washer but it could have been
3: it the could speed have been going to Talladega. No, I don't, no I don't
5: think it was the speed right. I think it was just like the, the,
3: the resonance the yeah. vibration at that high level of revving and vibration it could have been vibrated the stickers re- off re- you gotta stop. Yeah, I'm serious. Have um, you ever
0: arrived 165?
5: I got you 165. right Yeah, 165. Why is it such a big deal? What is with his numbers? He's like, 222. He's he signed up he's with 222. He's Randy Richardson. Who gives yeah. a shit? What's he's after that? FMIP 222. That's his name. So if
3: you go back to Loretta's next year, you're not you're not going to use number one. No, really? Hell no.
5: <laughs> oh, but you ran Dungy's number one on your. On that your was, it. Rubber. Came with the bike. Gosh, I didn't put the some bitch on.
3: Ugh. Look, at, mine came um, without numbers, so I got to choose. It's a yeah.
0: matter of the, what time. Right? It's not the number. You, you had a great time without a two 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 on it.
4: <laughs> All right, Galdi, lot to uh, digest there, but uh, again, some ribbing, some ball busting. I want to know if you came over. You know, when you come over and borrow a bike, though. Like for an event like this, would you be disappointed if you didn't have your number on the bike? Do you think Chris should have known?
2: Uh. 100% yes. This wasn't like I just walked into a shop and I'm a kid and, and my dad just bought me a bike and doesn't know you need numbers, so then you just throw an X on to race your first race. Chris and Randy are good bros. He knows the 222. Two, two. And actually, the end of that audio that you just played, the next part of it was him. just. You just went to have fun. You went to have fun. Well, one of the parts of Randy's thing is FMIP 222, fastest man to people. His, his entire thing, he's one of the funniest followers. On Instagram, yep. How I forgot that, and then that symbol of that, and any photo that was taken at the track, or any social media that was shared, or anything that was, did not represent the real Randy Richardson, as as he said in the comment there. Represented the uh, the fake Randy Richardson or whatever the alter ego. Yeah, yeah. So a bit disappointing there for the number set of things last year. Um, Steve got Roos Graphics to print off a set for me. I'm not too sure why that didn't work out right this year, but it sounds like Chris said, "Don't stress about it, boys. I got you." And he kind of half made that happen, and uh, um, he didn't. I don't think he represented the fact of what how much the number means to Randy in that situation for sure. A bit of a letdown on that one.
4: I, I agree. I would have been disappointed. Checkers, um, the number thing. I want you to touch on that, and just like Chris talking about, he ran the number one in the past. He got his balls busted for that, obviously, with that KTM and. He just, but he says he doesn't care about numbers. I, I think numbers are important to us as individuals, uh, as racers. I think it's a big deal.
1: Yeah, that's what I was actually going to touch on. Is um, is a little different than I think most motocrossers, where it's it's a part of your identity almost. Right. Um, it's like it's like someone knowing your name or a nickname or whatever. Like changing your number or whatnot's a big deal. I mean, people have necklaces and tattoos and stuff with their numbers on them. Like it's important to most people when... Um, it's definitely not to Kiefer, judging by his past. Like, he runs the 120 and his um, like his Instagram name, I believe, and stuff. So when he went to race the Nationals, obviously he couldn't get it, and he got the 165. And I was really shocked, actually, that he just stayed with 165 and he didn't go back to 120 because he was K. for 120. Yeah. Um, and it, so to him, it seems like it wasn't a big deal. I'm glad that it didn't work out because it actually made for a pretty cool story about the, the high dev bike dealer and then the... Uh, the Burmords definitely should be happy because they're getting a ton of free press
4: out of this. Yeah, I, 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 I've got some things to say about that in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, you're right. I was going to say the story that came out of it is what makes it all worth it. The, the 100% uh, – and this is not 100% goggles. This is long time before that. Same logo, I believe. I think they, they bought the logo or something. But, like, this is, like, old school 90s. Dirt digit type numbers that were probably covered in dust at Mojave Motorsports, I believe was the name of the place. That that's pretty funny. Uh, and then they also mentioned like Kiefer just sort of dropped this eating lunch. Or maybe it was Randy at the airport. Galdi, when you stayed with Chris, did you go to the airport and eat?
2: No, I. When I heard that, I'm like, what? Like, I don't even know how far is the airport from his house. So I'm like, I drove from Steve's place when I went up there, and there was. Lots of great places you could get food within yeah. driving distance of Kiefer's House. But when I heard that on the show, I'm like, what, they drove to the airport for food? That seems a bit strange. Because then, If you went there, wouldn't you have to park in the parking garage and then walk into the airport? It would be a bit of a
0: hassle. I this is
4: think. not an international airport, Galdi. That's why I brought it up, because we know how how Steve is, how picky he is. This is the Hesperia uh, public, well, I don't know, airport it's, it's like okay, a, it's a okay. yeah, it's an airstrip and a little building. It looks like, uh, you know, like a, a roadside diner in the, in the seventies. Uh, okay. But, oh. Yeah. So Chris took me there <laughs> with, when I met Gary Sutherland back in like 18, 17 or 18, I guess 18, when I went out there for the vet worlds and that's where they took me to eat. And the first thing that went through my mind was, oh, I can't imagine what Steve's thoughts on this place were because it's, it's not a high end restaurant by any means. So. <laughs> I would have liked them to dive into that a little bit more. I think that would have been pretty funny. Um but anyway, so yeah, if you guys haven't gone, maybe next time you're out there you gotta check it out. It's it's uh it's what you would expect from Hesperia. So
2: Yeah. Well yeah, I, I, I wanna, wanna heard that. Or go ahead, Checker, sorry.
1: Oh, I was I was gonna go. I did wanna make sure we touch on the whole number one keeper thing for Loretta. Yeah. I think that's a very small piece that he mentioned, but that blew me away. Um I mean, if I had a chance to run any single digit at Loretta's, I'm running it. Like, that's an honor. It's it's like winning a single digit in an AMI Pro level at yep. that much, much lower level, obviously. But it's an honor. And, you know, he worked hard for that title. Maybe it doesn't mean as much because Mike Brown wasn't there, which maybe that's why World Bets was so cool. is because he actually had to race Brownie. But um, I can't believe he said he wouldn't run it. I guess that was surprising to me.
4: I, I agree because I said when they were making fun of the the quad guy for wearing his jersey – at a supercross i'm like dude if i was to ever win a an actual pro national championship i would take that front number plate and add a belt and i'd wear it like a ufc fighter or a wwe i would be like you would that thing would be strapped over my shoulder at all times hell yeah i'm number to touch, one bitches. To,
2: to touch base on that i mean i think when you get to a, i'm not too sure what level checkers you got race wise or anything like that i got to a pretty high level it's and then when you run the vet stuff, it always seems weird. Guys, I know a lot of guys that don't run the one. Sure. Like when they win the 30 or the 40 at some of the things. I just won the 40 plus at our Canadian one next year, our Canadian like Transcan or the Loretta's. I'm not too sure if I'd wear it either. It's kind of like I guess when you rode road pro, the one, the number one that you wanted was winning the pro nationals. So I can kind of side with Kiefer a little bit on that one, but I do get both your points on the same side. So you can kind of go either direction, I guess.
4: Oh, Absolutely. But so far in this show, this is early. This is probably 20 minutes into the show, you know, what we've touched on so far. And when I started going through my notes, I was like, oh, my God, there is so much gold. I have so many notes. I had like eight pages of notes from my original (laughs) Monday Night Live, you know, just taking notes down. (laughs) And so much stuff I just decided not to even use. Like the show content when in the off season with stuff like this is to me so much better than in the middle of supercross when we're talking to all the riders and doing the the typical media stuff i mean to
2: to be honest with you and i just got you off this i feel like he could do these things like next time next year maybe it's a loretta's trip Mm-hmm. that turns into the monday show following or you go to like um i don't know what gncc weekend or you know it's like the like a road trip uh, part of the show like the, the world Vet seems to be something that can be very attractive and it turns into great material and looking at it that way maybe it's part of the show now and you could sell it to the advertisers say hey we're gonna chalk up to go to another event where steve races or rides or uh, and brings a buddy along, or it's a Kiefer type guy, or whatever it is, and builds that part into the show. I think it could be a, a great addition moving forward, and not just the same repetitive Supercross and yeah. Nationals and Pro 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 kind of thing. It could be, it could turn out to be pretty hilarious, especially if you went to a, a GNCC where it's surrounded by quad guys and and you know the off road world, and it could it could be hilarious.
4: I agree, that's a great idea. I don't know that Steve would be willing to do more stuff like that. I mean, I th- I think it'd be awesome. I hope. I would love to see him do like more road trip type stuff. I think that's a great idea. I don't know if sounds he sounds wants...
2: like Pookie's into it. <laughs> yeah.
4: <right. laughs> um, okay, so there was some drama that happened at Glen Helen that we're going to touch on here in a second with starts, just like last year with Steve starts. But before we get into the starts, uh, Monday night they're giving away. They were giving away a Works Connection Pro launch device. All you got to do is go to contest at pulpamexshow.com. And send an email in for a chance to win. Uh, you know, I once again I asked for it when I called in it was denied. So, man, I don't. I guess once I'll just ne- I'm never going to win anything from Pulp again. That's fair. But you guys got to get in <laughs> if you don't have a Works Connection Pro Launch device. Hit up the email contest and get a chance to win one. That's a pretty badass uh, prize, I think, guys. I mean, I'm sure both of you have them. Gotta, yeah.
1: Mine actually uh, just shipped uh, about an hour ago um, from Works Connection. So um, I guess I'm racing dirt bikes again. So yes, I you are. Um, you can't be a racer without one. So although the last time I raced, I did pull two whole shots without one. But whoa, there we go. Checkers, more than four dudes on the line. Yeah, well, <laughs> well now more you're. Than four
5: dudes <laughs> that might
4: now your whole shot just going it's just going to be a bigger you're, you're going to have a bigger gap for that whole sh- that first place whole shot as they talked about last last week the first place whole shot um yeah okay start so steve was very frustrated with uh russell wallace i don't know if that's actually his real name let's listen to a little audio and we'll we'll talk about it
5: and you got a garbage start yeah that's it and uh came around the pack how many stars do you practice My starts, back to that. Okay. I did two starts on Friday. We saw the start that the Pony Boy (laughs) recorded last year. It wasn't good, I'll be honest. And I actually practiced some starts on Friday. One was good. Mm -hmm. One was horrible. Okay.
3: And then he stopped at the horrible one. And I said, you practice some starts? Yeah. How'd they go? I had one pretty good. One was horrendous. And I'm like,
0: and we're leaving. And you (laughs) stopped. That's right. When you came home, I'm like, I did two. Did you stop on the good one? Nope. The bad one. I just left after that.
5: Yeah, yeah. Second moto, and we're going to get into this, I got cut off out of the gate. I mean, I, should, I did not get to jump at all. Uh, not very good. And I got cut off bad. Uh, Where
0: would you gate. get cut off?
5: Off the start. Did, I did. You did. Okay. Now, I was catching Mr. Wallace, mm-hmm. and I was thinking of all the things I was going to do to Mr. Wallace when or, I got up to him. Or say to him. Or, mm-hmm. or no, just, just do okay. him on the track. Mm-hmm. And then I started riding shittier because I was angry.
4: All right, let's start with you, Checker. So with this... We're gonna get into deeper into the actual footage of the start and a little bit later in the show. And for people listening, i I say this every week. If you're not watching on YouTube, this was damn sure the show to go back and watch on YouTube. Uh to watch the individual reactions, facial reactions of the guys in the studio, plus video that got played later. You're missing out if you're not watching it on YouTube. But this is once again checkers again, typical Steve. Like why only practice two starts? He's just ready to get out of there. Ah, one good, one bad. Good enough for me. I'm out. Uh, not not super prepared, not super serious about it. Eh, I don't know if that's a horrible thing, but it definitely added to what came later in the day on Saturday.
1: It seriously, um, it makes my blood boil, honestly, okay. a little bit. Uh, makes me angry. It's like, um, myself, I was, Helping a rider this spring, and it was Jenny's little sister, and she's terrible at starts. And she'd practice like one start a week, if that. And I'd be like, "Go Yo, in your yard. I don't care. Put your boots on and practice some dang starts. It's not hard." I mean, it showed Steve's lack of preparation and practice. But I know from talking to him, he rode like five times in seven days leading up to it why are you not practicing starts, especially after last year where, (laughs) yes, it was a funny joke and he didn't really like, he wasn't upset about it last year. Like people giving him a hard time, but you know, it's a weakness. You've got yourself a start button this time from works connection. So get out there and practice the dang starts. I feel like if Kiefer would have showed up on Friday, he would have made Steve not stop at two starts and would have made him practice multiple starts. But It just drives me absolutely nuts. And then it just compounded it, obviously, being a mud race of not having a good start. What happens?
4: Yeah. Well, and again, leads to great stories that we're going to get to talk about. Um, Galdi, so he he mentioned in there, and I didn't use this part of the audio, the things he was, he talks about, you know, he he got up after the guy cut him off and was chasing him down and catching him and was thinking about all the things he was going to do to Rusty Wallace. Russell Uh, Russell (laughs) Walls, that was was the Randy Randy Richardson joke there and and that may actually be in some audio I have later but uh, Steve had his top three things he was going to do to Russell and that was T-bone him send it across multiple ruts or stop in the corner and just look back all these are funny uh, but do you I don't know man what do you think does Steve if Steve catches him does he do any of these things
2: absolutely not no he definitely uh massaged that a little bit for the show he is a big uh, nice soft teddy bear with all of that kind of stuff and there nothing would have happened to uh Russell AK Rusty Wallace uh, in that incident for sure um but it you know what like like checker said it it is another disappointment uh for him not to practice a little bit and get a little bit going and then but i mean if he got good starts all weekend then we would have heard about how good it starts were all weekend. But now not having that has created another amazing video that should last, well, I guess, 355 days or <laughs> however later we are now, 357 days yeah. later kind of thing until next year. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you don't practice those things, those things happen. But I guess if he did do it, then we wouldn't get the material for the show. And then we also wouldn't get him lying about all the aggressive things he would have done because, <laughs> like everyone knows, he is just a big fluffy teddy bear.
4: Right, yeah, I, but – uh, we've all been there right where we're hot under the helmet and oh, yeah. in his mind he's ripping catching him so that's cool and his first start was pretty good it wasn't terrible yeah. so yeah not uh, just great stories though i just i could have listened to the show for another two or three hours that night um and i, I want to min- give a shout out Clint on YouTube said that uh while this was going discussion was going on he said oh steve went full bam bam Thought that was a pretty good little little <laughs> quote. We had lots of good st- lots of good chat room discussion on this show <laughs> on YouTube, and I'm sure same thing on Discord uh, on uh, uh, Facebook. Snowboard. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Facebook and snow, uh, snowboard on Discord. Lots. Of, I can't keep up with all of them. Like I try to keep them all open, but man, if you guys aren't watching and doing and socializing with us during the show Monday, you're missing out. Um, I want to thank Seal Savers for coming on board this year. Since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection to the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers, to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Would have been perfect to have on your bike at Glen Helen this weekend. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their Zip-On Seal Savers, making installation a breeze. Check out their full line of Moto products, as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code Pulp25 for 25% off at SealSavers.com. Okay, Checkers. Let's get back to since this show is really about being this episode especially is about friendships. Uh, Steve tells Randy that sometimes dealing with Randy is a little bit of of a production. Let's let's hear what they have to say.
5: Randy jumps behind me on Friday at Glen Helen. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, first of all, everything with Randy is a production. Every fucking thing is a production. <laughs> like it is just
4: <laughs> And
5: it's just, hold on, let me get my GoPro, let me get my phone, let me document this, let me, like, everything, you just, you just like okay, alright, Randy, okay, okay. Let's like, write,
0: can we be Soul Riders for the day?
5: Yeah, can we just be Soul Riders? No, we gotta be, we gotta be. So Randy's like, I got my, my chesty GoPro, and I'm gonna jump behind you in the wrong practice, but I wanna go out there. It's Glenn
0: Helen. No one cares.
5: Well, they were yeah. checking. No, they were actually they checking. how are che- yes. oh, they to check your age? No, the wristband. You got a yeah. wristband for your age. Oh, you did? Yes. Wow. And so you... I tried to sneak out very first with practice. Me, yes. Because he wanted to learn from no, me. No, I did not. I just wanted to get out with a smooth track, and they busted me. <laughs> so he's out there, and dude, he's behind me. and I, well, I don't know he's behind me, but I hear Justin <laughs> Barsha on a 250F behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this guy needs to shift. I come around, it's Randy. Just up so, your no, ass. Oh, up my ass. In your ass. And, 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 and so, Randy, I'm just like, no doubt that 250F needs to go back to Yamaha. Well, what I'm hoping is it'd probably be cheaper for them to just
3: ship it to Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, okay. Ship it to Piedmont yeah, yeah. as opposed to, but- like, repair it.
4: So, Galdi, are you hearing any genuine frustration on Steve's part already this early in the show?
2: A little bit, yeah. I think. Um, I mean, if you, like I said, if you follow the FMIP222 on on social, there really isn't anything that he doesn't record or or share or anything. So, uh, it'd be Steve being Steve with his show and and uh, you know he's obviously got the great show and a great following, but for us that know him well, when he's you know, not away near the show. He doesn't really like to talk to motive people. He likes to keep to himself. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't like random friends coming over for shows, Dark Side. <laughs> we know. Uh, he doesn't like random people going to bicycle, going on bicycle rides with him, taser rides. So you could tell that he was, this kind of thing gets a little frustrating and I almost go back to last year when we first got in the Sprinter and the story that Greg told before Steve got his coffee. It was like you could just you could see him turning into the red kool aid man, the blood was just flowing to the top of his head, so I feel like, yeah, the production that Randy has got got under Steve's skin a little bit when uh, when these things are going on for sure, but I, I'm assuming it just kind of mellowed out, but although, although this was right away on the Friday, so it went all weekend long, so he must have just had to push it to the side and, and just deal with it because obviously it always comes out in, in awesome laughter and, and like you said, the friendship side of it.
4: Yeah, and, Galdi, he, you know, what do they always say about Randy's social media? I mean, it's the same thing they say every time.
2: <laughs> the best follow on the, on Instagram.
4: <laughs> well, it takes a lot of work, right? You've got to film everything to get that gold. So <laughs> you, you can't have your cake and eat it, too, I think. Um, and, Checkers, how about the story of Randy's laps? Inside rut, f- going up the hill, fell. You know, second rut, <laughs> fell. Third rut, fell. <laughs> Third rut, fell fourth rut, you know, got taken out, but made it up, and then the fist pump. I mean, that was hilarious.
1: Pretty unbelievable. Um,
4: I (laughs) I can't
1: believe it. Especially not doing it on purpose, And I can't imagine how gnarly this turn had to have been. I saw the picture of the turn with the three lines, uh, but not when it was all muddy and stuff. But for them to take it out of the track afterwards, and, and obviously Randy's not a terrible rider, so for him to just fall down in a turn three times in a row and not be able to get through it it had to have been so gnarly um but in your true randy fashion to fist pump i mean that that doesn't surprise me at all
4: I, i love steve saying and i can i can picture this i was like picturing it while i was talking about it everybody's like watching at this point once it happens a couple times like they're all watching every lap in expectation of will randy fall the next lap and then he does again. You know, you can only imagine, like, the cheers. Oh, he fell again! And, you know, and the excitement. And But then he made it up. And, look, that place is brutal, Galdi. I mean, when it's muddy, that's the year I raced there. It flooded on Sunday, and I only raced Saturday. So, thankfully, I didn't have to ride in it. But, yeah, they had to cut the hill out on the Sunday that I went, to And, I, I mean, it's not easy to get up.
2: I can imagine basically every bottom section of that track, every bottom turn was just a, a sloppy mess from all the rain coming down to it. Yeah. So I can imagine how hard it would have been uh, to deal with that. But, yeah, to, to just add to Checker's thing, just unbelievably the way the story can work out. It's like he he, he played that in his mind in those four laps that he went. To do it that way because he knew. He even said in the show, "I knew you were watching," and that's yeah. why he put the hand, the fist pump up there. So uh, again, the production, the production of Randy paid off. <laughs>
4: he, yeah, he is always thinking ahead for for us, the fans. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and speaking
4: of Randy, obviously he was in. Uh, he was off duty with Michelin. Technically, he was on vacation, but he was promoting his new company, Teenier Citizen. Shop TeenierCitizen dot com. That's T E. N I O R kinda of like senior but teen obviously. TeenYourCitizen.com. I ordered my shirt last night. If you guys haven't, check it out, get you a shirt. Pretty cool stuff on there. So it's got to support our boy Randy. Um, what if he
2: ships to Canada. I should check that out actually.
4: Yeah, you, give him a of, man. Yet. I bet they do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm stoked. I got I got a pretty cool t shirt on the way. And uh you guys should too. So as I mentioned early in the show at the beginning, Christian Craig and Trey Kennard were guests on the show. To me, they were just almost like an afterthought. Like, I could have done without them. But, checkers, Trey Kennard, good dude. uh, Had a lot of good discussion about his testing of the 2021. What would you take away from Trey?
1: Um, Honestly, it was good to hear from Trey because I haven't heard from him for a long time. And I took notes throughout the show, and I agree that it was just kind of an afterthought. And I actually had zero notes from Trey. Nothing really stood out. It was good to hear from him and good to listen to him. Um, I could have completely not had that part of the show and would have been just fine. Yep. Um, any other show, I think it would have been great. It would have been a great segment. It just it didn't really matter there. Although I can't remember what it was, he poked at Steve right when he got on and immediately just set the tone. Obviously, they have a very good relationship, and um, I think it goes beyond just media guy and in person and the you know, writer relationship. I guess I'd still consider Trey Ryder, even though he's more on the test side now um which was pretty entertaining but other than that yeah it was uh they had and then a few tim very comments thrown in there which are are pretty par for the course with with those guys but um i had some notes with christian because i thought that that some stuff stood out there but yeah the steve and trey one it didn't really nothing really stood out to me
4: yeah we'll get to christian here in a moment um what did stand out to me galdi was the jokes again right as you know uh checker said there were some jokes in the beginning but once they started talking about the bike steve asked him what happened with that ignition and steve said i blame you trey and trey threw back it it was chris Kiefer's fault um yeah that was good <laughs> that was quick for trey Yeah,
2: it, again just like checkers alluded to the the joking side of it is what you kind of remember out of it other the the talk about the bike and how we uh, you know talked about the motor the motor was better this year and i i did catch a few things i listened to it there and i like i said uh or like checker said sort of took some mental notes on it but nothing really you know, you know, gave right into whatever just the poking of fun, but it's kind of cool what you see that Steve has built on the show between some of the riders, even though, you know, Trey's not in the same position he was, but he, he he has earned such a respect from his racing career. And now he's sort of transferred that respect into the Pulp O'Mac show when and, you know, if you've been a listener from the very beginning of this, it took a long time for Steve to get there. So when you, you hear that conversation and that sort of friendship camaraderie on it, it's, it's pretty cool to see the respect level because as a media person, at times you're throwing these guys under the bus. And I think that's what we'll get to on the, the Christian Craig side of things because <laughs> yep, there yep. was some talk there. Um, it's cool to see the respect level. I think that, that's, that's neat to see from a guy like yourself, Darksider, and I was in media up here in Canada. So that, I like that part of it. That, that's one good thing that I took out of it for sure.
0: I'm a shithead. Trey's the best.
4: <laughs> short and sweet <laughs> there Checker. short and sweet that's uh chris just you know taking it on the chin taking the jokes from trey but trey really is one of those guys kind of like christian craig or Zacko, that are just such good human beings uh you know obviously he's he's a christian guy uh but just always super friendly super happy uh and and chris kind of touches on that about his character sometimes champions are just weird fucking dudes so, Galdi, that one uh, is maybe true, but I was sort of – I get a little edgy sometimes when a guy like Christian or, say, McElrath, who is outwardly kind of dis- discusses their Christianity or whatever and then Chris throws out the F word or whatever. I kind of cringe a little bit.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you always uh, – when you talk to a, a rider like a Trey or a, a McElrath like that, they're they're so – their demeanor is just the same all the time. And, yeah, when you you, you feel like you're – well, you feel like you're a real asshole when you talk yes. the way you normally would, like that. Like you almost feel like you're, you know, in a, uh, for lack of a better word here, church when you're around them. So you wouldn't do that when you're in a church. So you feel that way. But they don't ever impose it. They don't make you throw it out. But they, they obviously do mention a lot. So uh, but it's kind of funny that um, you know Kiefer drops the guard, and then also Trey can just laugh about it. I think they're in that position now. Now, if that was, you know maybe doing an interview uh, outside the Honda tent when Trey was factory Honda or even when he was factory KTM, I bet you Chris doesn't say the same things. Being in a the position they are now, easier done.
4: Uh, yeah, good point. And spe- kind of speaking on that same topic a little bit, Randy asked a really good question, I thought, about whether Honda was more accepting of, of uh, Trey's opinions now as a non-racer than when he was a racer. And I, I thought that's actually – I'd never really considered that before that – Maybe as a racer, they were just like, "Oh, you're just you know, you're not you're not thinking about the big picture, commercial sales wise." And maybe now that you're not racing, you're not focused on just you. I thought that was a pretty good question, and I liked where it led.
2: Yeah, I, I agree for sure. Like, what a great input there for sure. Because I mean, sometimes when a rider complains or says something that they want to change, the the sponsor, the manager, the mechanics, like, "Ah, you're just being a whiner. You get yep. too much money. You know, you're you're just a, a pay, um, uh, a probe just being a pansy out there kind of thing. And, uh, so now they're actually using him to help build a machine to help themselves. So they got to respect what he says, because that's why they put him in the position. So, uh, yeah, good question by Randy that for sure to build a bit of a, uh, you know, this is how it is and, and, what whatnot for sure.
4: Yeah. And then checkers, the other question that could have been a little touchy, but Trey flowed just fine with it was about his father, the passing of his father and, um, I was actually a little surprised there were some people on snowboard that – or a guy on snowboard that said, hey, he didn't even know that story. So he learned about that story on Pulp Monday night. Uh, You know, that was – like I said, it was touchy to me a little bit because you never know how somebody's going to react, but uh, it led to some good stuff.
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple things at play there, though, too. One, you can definitely hear Chris's um, tone change when he's delivering that question Mm -hmm. to Trey where he put – Chris has this very soft, loving side to him for sure. Um, that comes out and he switched from his laughing, joking mood and being kind of the, the smartest to that, that tone. And then also I'm sure Chris and Trey had spent a fair bit of time together with Chris's development work um, on that bike. I'm sure he's around Trey, um, to where he, he felt comfortable enough and Trey's pretty openly open about stuff in general. Um, so it was a little touchy to ask it perhaps, but, um, trace by a pretty open person in, in general, so I think that he knew that he could be comfortable with it but I mean it does go back to um, wasn't it Kiefer that asked Marvin the question at the press conference right that
4: yes yeah, about a
1: was yeah. Very yeah. Upset. Yep. and and again, it came from the right spot, but he didn't have that relationship with Marvin, but Chris genuinely cares about that stuff and he cares about people outside of just the normal dirt bikes stuff he cares about what they're where they're going in life and what they're doing in life and how they're doing genuinely I mean. Um, I get those messages from Kiefer every now and again and it's like that's really cool and that's just who he is
4: yeah and he's he like you said about Trey Chris is very open about his life Uh, he's discussed many times uh, about his mother you know having uh, I'm I'm slipping I'm forgetting what what she had Parkinson maybe or something but he had to take care of her a lot and um, you know so and he's very open about that and how that affected him and so, he asked it out of a very genuine, concern, you know, and, and curious place. So, I, yeah, it was good stuff and, and doesn't have to just always be about the motocross stuff there, gringo. It's cool <laughs> to hear this other, this other side. Um, all right, let's talk about Jason Thomas. So after Trey leaves, we get Jason Thomas on for his segment. I think he was on the East Coast. So, he came on a little bit early um, and Steve asked about his contingency, which he didn't meet necessarily all the requirements, but... But JT says, "Hey, we're going to do a a post on Flyracing.com about you your your ride." But JT tries Galdi to get a little extra and maybe make it about Kiefer also.
2: Yeah, he. Uh, well, they were trying to kill two birds with <laughs> one <I> stone <guess, laughs> yeah. again on the post, I suppose. But I, I, I probably the reason why that was that he was firing from the hip on that one just to try to poke the bear. I would think uh, so. JT was probably listening a little bit leading up to it and seeing them hearing a bit of that frustration or knowing there was some frustration. There was probably text messages going during the show to JT. Those guys are all so close or somebody in a group chat or uh, one of those kinds of things. So <laughs> he knew he knew when he got on the phone that there was already a bit of some frustrations going on. So, yeah, he just fed into it, and that was beautiful, uh, you know, and uh, – as Randy kind of alluded to, too, he can put him down as the uh, you know the sixth photo in a, in a photo of ten or whatever it is. Or, yes. or no, actually, I think swipe he said left. seventh photo because he got seventh place. That's so perfect. He, yeah, swipe so, left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, swipe <laughs> left. So it was a it was a cool moment, and JT played it just perfectly, like he does a lot of times when he gets on the phone with Steve.
4: Yeah, as you were saying that, I was just thinking, and I don't know why this thought didn't occur to me earlier, but how great would it have been to have JT on during Steve's rant? Because how you say about poking the bear. I think JT probably would have been a little more relentless and not bit back down maybe because, you know, I think he would have been a lot of fun during that rant. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, no, JT, I think is probably the man on the very top of the, uh, getting under Steve's skin podium, Yeah, uh, right there for sure. Uh, from anybody listening for over the years, uh, they're like best friends and, uh, he's one of the guys that can get Steve all riled up and it, it's always enjoyable, uh, banter on the radio for sure.
4: Absolutely. So, uh, something else, you know, Steve was talking about the mud and pulling tear offs, and I just, I got this little piece of audio. It really almost is irrelevant, but I got to play it. I was okay,
5: and then I got totally covered. I had to slow down and pull a tear off. Yeah, that's I, the worst—is when you just can't see at all. I couldn't like see. You it. just go full blind. Yes, and I slowed down because I'm not as good as all you guys to pull a tear off at speed. So I slowed down to pull the tear off, and then I was worried about getting ass packed by guys behind me. Yeah.
4: Any thoughts on being ass packed, checkers?
1: Uh, new sound drop for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that is a super scary feeling, though. It, you're at the front of the package. You just have guys coming after you You know, they're blind. If you're blind, they're blind too. <laughs> sure. Um, those are moments of racing that I, I don't like as a vet guy. It's I could see where also Steve was just, he has, doesn't race enough. So it's not just second nature for him either being around other guys, going into a first turn. Um, so it's super strange feeling for the guys that race a lot. You, you take it for granted until you don't do it very often. So um, I'm sure being blind, in the mud, full panic, um, was probably not that much of a fun feeling.
4: No, and and again, I I think it's clear why I wanted to play that piece of audio, because yes, it is a good new sound drop. I absolutely have sent that to uh, Marks, along with a number of others from this show, some that may never (laughs) see the light of day, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Okay, so at this point, Steve decides he's going to fill JT in, On the Russell Wallace situation. Like, yes, the dude
3: went over on you. No doubt about that. Badly. He, that guy, um, Russell Wallace, he. Russell Wallace. Yeah, Russell Wallace. Okay, so, and he's, I think, I've looked into it, he could be a descendant of Rusty Wallace. So perhaps it's just in his genetics to turn left. He owns a percentage of the blame pie. Yes. We'll discuss Uh, that
5: tonight. 98% of the blame pie. Okay, that's that's where you see it. In the show, but let me ask your opinion of this. And you're certainly, you're much more of a racer than this guy over here, the tire guy. And you're much more of a racer than than the guy in front of me here. So you're going to side with me. I know this because we always agree on everything. So um, when you start next (laughs) to a person, JT, off a start, right? You're right next to the guy. Here it comes. Yep. When this guy immediately, okay, when this guy gets the jump on you, unfortunately, let's say you just didn't quite have the, the jump that you needed which was me my fault my bad on that part uh and this guy immediately cuts over i'm talking jt uh three like feet parabino style oh i don't know does paul do this
2: oh parabino's the king of that like immediately <laughs> swerve your direction to cut you off and make you wet
5: off this guy clean wait wait, wait 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 hold on hold on me up five on, feet on. out of the gate jt uh do i have a right to be angry Oh, well, you think you know what I'm going to say? Of course, I would be doing donuts in that guy's pit area. I had some words with this gentleman after the race. He was unaware of what he did. The guy looks
0: back to, like, go dap Steve down, like to bro him down, you know? After the race. After the race. (laughs) And Steve just was like, no, bro, this is not that kind of conversation. No, this is
5: not good job. This is not good job. (laughs) Not good race. And, 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 JT, I was catching him.
0: The guy looks back to, like, go dap Steve down, like, to bro him down, you know? After the race. Yeah. After the race. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve just was like, not no, so bro, dap. this is not that kind of conversation. No, this is not good
5: job. <laughs> this is not good job. Not good and, race. And, 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 JT, I was catching him.
2: He does it on purpose. He wants to make that person let off so he, he gets the start. If that was the case, you have every right to set fire to the easy
5: up.
4: All right, checkers. I'm going to let you go first. Uh, obviously, this is a recap. Some of this was from earlier in the show, the audio I put all together. But we get a little more detail of what happened. Uh, we get Steve. Obviously, feels like it was 98% Russell's fault. Uh, the other guys are kind of giggling in the background, maybe not so much. I love having the fact that the other guys were there to witness it. So we're getting multiple views, multiple opinions. Uh, and then we have JT's you know, anger that he could have when he's racing. I just love everything about this.
1: It's uh, pretty crazy because I can see it in the moment, right? Like they talk about it in the show, it's adrenaline run high. And so you come off the track and you're fired up. But usually, you, you know, five, ten minutes later, you kind of calm down a little bit. You can hear it in Steve's voice that he's still uh, genuinely upset at the guy and genuinely believes it's mainly that dude's fault. <laughs> yeah, you have your own opinion on it, and you know, we get the opportunity to see it later in the show and and whatnot. But the fact that he's still upset is is quite amazing. For one, and then secondly, I guess to be honest, I'm I'm thankful that Steve had a terrible reaction out of the gate or spawn or or something to where the dude just kind of came over and and Steve just fell over versus tangling bars. If he would have gotten a good start and actually falling hard, because then we can't laugh about it. <laughs> the fact that it's so terrible, he's lot behind. He I actually laugh about it because he's yeah. okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> but Steve's yeah. definitely genuinely pissed off. Oh
4: yeah, and it, again, if you watch this, if you haven't, you go back and watch it. As we get later into the actual race tech rant, you see it. So, and we're going to talk about that. Obviously, we'll get to it. Uh, Galdi, just the guy's reaction, and then like Kiefer's story of like the guy didn't even know what happened he was ready to you know to dab up steve or dab down steve or however you put it like that guy was completely unaware makes it even better
2: yeah Uh, well first thing i've i've learned i guess what dab is that means burrowing down Wanted to give a guy a high five i didn't know what that word was i thought it was like fist bump Uh, but i thought that that was when i listened to the show (laughs) yeah uh but yeah like the guy was completely unaware i mean if you we, again, we're going to talk about the video, but if you watch it, he just—he he has no clue what he does the way that he comes out of the gate, again, which just adds to our laughter. And then what Checkers just said, glad that he didn't get hurt because then it just makes it easier for us to have the laugh, poke the fun. Um, but I, I truly love, I, I never really got to race JT. We're right around the same age. Um, we never crossed paths when he did racing Canada and stuff like that, but man i i tell you there hasn't been a story that he's told or that i've listened to on his podcast or anything where that guy, if something doesn't go his way, he is the angriest little <laughs> bastard going. Set fire To an easy up, dude, donuts in his tent. Um, like It's <laughs> awesome. I freaking love that yeah. passion. Yeah. Now, so I totally ask backwards to what Steve says. Steve, I don't think like, would have done what he said he would have liked to do. JT, I would have bet my mortgage and my children on that he would have.
4: A hundred percent. You know, and <laughs> watching the video that we see later, reminded me of like maybe two years ago when our our local track swan i was lined up next to a guy that i'd been racing with all year and he did the same thing and it was an accident he came over to the left i mean like literally six feet out of the gate and i went over the bars or you know tucked the front end just like steve fell, fell down my nephew was there for the first time to ever watch me race and he's like uncle jamie you didn't make it very far (laughs) <laughs> 'Cause I didn't get back up. I actually was i like, couldn't breathe once again my ribs. But I wasn't mad at all. Like I just was like, eh, shit, whatever. Like the guy didn't mean to do it. You know? I just I went and talked to him later. It was like, ah no, whatever, no big deal. Just I guess maybe I don't take it as serious anymore. But Steve was absolutely fired up. I think he's still mad today. Uh so who knows how long this may drag out. It could be entertainment for weeks to come. Um, once again, I want to thank Michelin Motorcycle Tires, which we all know about. We all know about Michelin Motorcycle Tires from the Pulp Mex Show. And now I'm excited to announce that Michelin Bicycle Tires has been a proud sponsor of the Pulp Mex Wrap-Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire. And to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. Not 20-inch just yet. Uh, If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, check out MikeBike.Michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products. They are the best mountain bike tires I have ever used. Thank you, Randy Richardson. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. I have a couple notes on the X-Brand tear-offs. Just one little thing that it's, again, non-motor related, checkers. But Steve, and I guess I'll need to ask you this, Galdi, since you're from Canada. Steve was unaware that the flu vaccine could be free if you have insurance. I, I thought that was just kind of interesting. I don't know why.
2: Um, yeah, well, I should know that. We get it free in Canada. It's free up here. Okay. Uh, so, so it, oh, get I, in, uh, in your local clinic or hospital. Uh, I don't even think you have to go to a hospital. You just go to the clinics. So, But for him to think it isn't down there, I mean, he, he's, Maybe being a little bit of a dumb Canadian on that one, because we think you guys have to pay for everything down there with your healthcare system, right? Where we get everything for free. Uh, Although he did just pass his citizen test. He's not sworn in. Right. Uh, I believe that's part of that show too. Uh, Not sworn in there, but um, that maybe is not one of the questions.
4: (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I guess not. But I thought, I just, I don't know. I I wrote down as a note. I thought it was kind of funny that he just didn't know. Because you see advertisements all the time. Get your free flu vaccine.
2: I don't know how the last time you've ever driven with him or looked at anything. He doesn't have his head out of the cell phone ever when he's looking around at like billboard signs, gotcha, or advertisements okay. and stuff. The websites he's going to aren't aren't probably uh, saying, "Hey, get your flu shot over here, down beside uh, the Lions Den." <laughs>
4: gotcha. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, one more uh, ex Brand tear off question. What ran? This was for Keeper, What ran of Steves is the most ridiculous and. <clears throat> chris said you know he usually agrees on the moto stuff but the e-bike stuff was most ridiculous to him checkers i just want to see if anything stood out to you does one come to mind
1: um man he always goes on so many and they yeah. last for so long too so i'm trying to pull a good one out because i mean it like his his rants in general of i mean there's the that points one right that's that's always a go-to yeah, yeah. go-to's but chick flies was one for a while but yeah he has these and it's not like he just brings it up one show it's it's literally like that's the inside jokes of being a pulp listener like if you miss a show you literally miss so much because yeah. there's like all these little new new jokes and nuances that start um and i'm sure one that'll that'll last from the show that will go on is like is the berm lords thing, right? Uh, Like that came from a few shows ago or some social media. And um, now it's really, yeah.
4: Started started with my graphics, started with my graphics. Mm -hmm. And then I wore the t-shirt in, uh, when I was in studio and that, that's really where it ramped up. And I've got, I've got something to say about berm lords too, in a few minutes, but let's get to Christian Craig real quick. Um, star Racing's Christian Craig. I, I, you know, typical stuff talking about J Mart flying at the track, Mookie's flying at the track, uh, Christian saying that, hey, it's still weird getting used to the new program, new team, all the stuff we would expect out of an interview with Christian Craig. The one that really st- stands out is Chris Keeper's opinion, Galdi, on Christian, that he's the man to beat. I'm going to play some audio. We'll discuss it. Uh, there's a, a bet that whether Steve realizes it or not was made official. Yeah. And I actually have a response from Jericho, a.k.a. Derek Rankin, on that. So let's listen to this real quick.
0: I feel like he's the guy to beat. Like, I just feel like that's the guy. Hold on. This is what Hold on. This is what... The guy to beat. Yes. In his whatever... I like
5: Christian Craig. We're buddies. But the guy to beat... I'm being factual. Like, look... You can't be factual yes, when Christian has one win on his uh, on his on his thing. That's not. I don't care about win. I'm looking okay. at the quality uh, of rider. We're really going. Chris, just, Chris <laughs> like this is awkward now. <laughs> he's still on the line. Tits. I know you barely yes, been paying sir. attention. No. But is, is Christian the Wake man up. to beat in 250 Supercross next year? Pretend he's not on the line. Can he? Can you? Can you like be on mute? Yeah, pretend no. he's not there. Okay.
4: I'm sorry, Christian, but I do not believe that you are That's the fine. man to beat. Yeah,
0: Fuck all field. you guys. Fuck all you guys. When Christian wins, I'm going <laughs> okay. to whip it out and say suck
4: it. That's what okay. I uh, want to I, say. I he does. <laughs> uh, all right, checkers. So many, many times when Steve is discussing something like this, who's the guy to beat, Who's not? who's doing poorly, I always go, man, I wonder what these guys think when they hear it. This time, Christian was actually on the line, and Steve did not pull any punches. I loved it.
1: You get what you get with Steve. He's not scared. He's not looking to make friends. And I mean, it was maybe a little easier for him because he has a good relationship with Christian, and he even says, he even called him a friend, Yeah, um, which he doesn't do with a lot of riders. So maybe it made it a little easier for him to say that, but I think he says it to anyone um, that... No, I don't think he's the guy to beat. He didn't say he can't win, he right. isn't going to win, but he's definitely not on on Kiefer's hot take. And I guess, unfortunately, and I don't even know if it's just in moto, but most media guys just kind of go along with, would have just nodded their head even if they didn't agree with Kiefer, or they would have backed it down a little and said, "Yeah, I think he's going to do pretty well," you know, which I think Steve believes he'll do pretty well. But he totally would have just said, "No, you're crazy, Kiefer. He's not the guy to beat." And that's uh, the entertainment. That that Steve being Steve, I mean, yep. that's as genuine as he gets.
4: Yeah, I would not have reacted that way had Christian been on our show, the Moto X Pod show, and TJ <laughs> said that. There's no, I, I would not have been able to react that way. I just, I, clearly, I don't have the balls that Steve does. Um, Galdi, what do you think about Chris's thoughts on Christian being the man to beat and him saying he's going to whip it out and tell everybody to suck it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll start with the second one first. That's not a, a, a new reaction. I don't think from from Kiefer, from Kiefer. on that one. Um, yeah, that's that's an instant thing uh, for sure on that. But uh, as far as the the, I think Steve's uh, reaction to it is 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 perfect. Now, I don't think that would have been his reaction in two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine when he started. Just like what you were saying uh, a second ago, how you might not have been able to say those things. But because who he is and what he's built. And, I've, I, you know, some might think it's a bit too confident, but he's been there, seen it, done that, listened to it, read it, watched it, everything. So his comments to, towards those kind of things are coming from true factual, as Keefer used. He's got factual uh, uh, reason behind that kind of thing. And then um, for him to say, yeah, it definitely comes across as, you know, being kind of a dick, but it also comes across as uh, uh, being very truthful um and again it obviously sparks a great good conversation and debate back and forth and gives us you know whip it out and suck it kind of thing in the whole thing but uh with that it's kind of good to have sort of your soft media guy like kiefer in there who doesn't want to ruffle feathers and and then to have the uh, basically you know the you got the you got jesus and the devil in there right now kind of thing or the angel and the devil uh kind of makes like these the devil and, and that's what makes it so good when you get reactions like this
4: good point i like it um Okay, so I mentioned there was a bet. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of audio from that that they made about Christian being the man, and then I'm just going to let it play through uh, Jericho, Derek Rankin, who is Christian's mechanic, who is a big-time Pulp fan. He had a response for Steve, so let's listen to that.
0: If he, uh, if he wins, what are you going to do? Let's, let's, let's do this.
4: I, I don't know. What can we do? What What's
5: the bet? I don't know.
0: Bicking your head. We're going to bick it. So a- <laughs> okay, so, so if Christian
5: doesn't win, you're going to bick your head? Yes. Okay. Okay, all right. oh, fair enough. All right. Oh, wow. Shave the head. Shave. Okay. All wow.
0: You've shaved your head before, though. You just never bicked it, right? Never bicked it, no. Right, right.
5: So, all, all right. right. There we go. There's, there's the we'll back. Yeah.
4: yeah. Okay. Steve Mathis, you disrespected my guy on your show this week. And you had a comment in there that if Christian wins a Supercross Championship this year, you will take a big razor and shave your head completely bald. Stone Cold Steve Austin style. Now, I'm not gonna forget that. Christian's not gonna forget that. Dark Side definitely won't forget it. So, I just want you to know, people aren't gonna forget that you said that. So, before the springtime this year, you will be eating those words, and you will be completely bald. Plus, Kiefer will get a number one play for his house. You, on the other hand, uh, just, I just don't see it happening for you, bud. All right, guys. Thanks, Jericho, for sending that in. Uh, Galdi, let's go with you first. How bad do we want Christian to win the championship now? And does Steve go through with it if it goes through?
2: uh i will i would if i had the money i would fly to every supercross sacrifice the dumb quarantine rule to come back home to see my kids and fire shots of something down to every rider in the 250 class to make sure Chris and wins, just to help out. We might. Be I like, want to see this happen. We <laughs> might
4: if we tell all the other riders this. There's enough guys that maybe don't like Steve that some of them will back it down.
2: <laughs> uh, it would be it would be bittersweet to see this happen for sure. And like most people, I think people like Christian Craig a lot. Yeah. Uh, his wife does a great job on the vlogs. He's got a great kid, a lot of personality there. His dad with the history. So it would be great to see it for sure. And then it to have, uh, I think the even better thing would to have, once the championship celebration does, that Steve, uh, Christian gets to shave Steve's head with the bic.
4: Oh, I like that. And maybe right. Connor, Connor Fields in studio. You know, there you go. Right, a, yo, right in In studio.
2: Oh, in the hot tub? Well, maybe not in the hot tub, so you can put hair in the hot tub. But, yeah, but uh, it, it would be – I mean, even to see Kiefer do it as well, just to, just for the fun side of it, to make the the bet super legitimate either direction, um, it, that, that was a great segment of that uh, the show on Monday for sure. That was a lot of fun yeah. between friends. And, and now, uh, I mean, I think Jericho's every, you know, say, if he's doing the 25-lap uh, practice means there's got to be one of the pit boards has just got to have a picture of a guy with a bald head. Or maybe they make a nice meme and stick it to the side of the box van or something or the truck or something uh, where where someone's already got
1: the head shaved off Steve somewhere there. You know what I mean?
4: Awesome. I love it. Uh, Checkers, how do you feel about it?
1: I think it's going to be fantastic. I mean, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm Derek, I'll be in the fan that he is. I'm showing up to the first race and handing Steve a big razor. Yeah. then Ideally, he wins a race, maybe the opener, at least. And, uh, you know, social media is going to be nuts. with just, I mean, remember how the UPS thing took off and (laughs) Kiefer's timeline just blown up every time the UPS truck went by? Yeah. I can 1st for they're just razors everywhere. Um, I love your idea about having Christian come in studio and actually be the one to to shave his head. I think that's fantastic. And I think that would actually be able to be organized. Do you think Steve would follow through with it? That's the question.
4: I I... That's why I asked Galdi that, and I I don't think he would.
2: He has to. Yeah. He has to for the integrity of his show and what he does. He had the same thing. No, he he went and cleaned the shop, even though no one knows it really happened. <laughs>
4: True. True.
2: He, he he will he will do it. I will hold on to my buddy on this one. He will do it. Whether he does it on the show or the Christian Craig type thing that I mentioned. Yeah. I don't know what that part, but he's a good sport that way. If Christian Craig wins, he will do it. Mark my words.
4: All right. Well it's stamped. We have it here. Uh yeah. we, we have the proof, so we're gonna hold him to it. Uh, okay, let's move on to there was some other good stuff for Christian, uh, talking about Jagger and talking about, you know, what he loved about Supercross and in the past and hot laps. But we're going to move on from that to uh, me getting shit on once again.
5: Michelin Bicycle Tires, official sponsor of the wrap-up show. And you tweeted this uh-huh. week and Instagram this week about the Schmaxis bicycle tires that they sent you.
1: Because Michelin does not make a 20-inch bicycle tire.
3: It's that's funny, dark side, because a couple times last week I, I, I heard my phone not ringing. So I'm assuming that was you calling. Right.
4: <laughs> well, I went I, to uh, bike. Yeah, the, the website. You know, that's where I we, look. We've yeah. already
3: had we've already had some website issues. Uh, we're looking for. Actually, I'm looking for. I'd like to. I'd like to share this on the show tonight. I'm yeah. looking for uh, a couple of people that uh, a couple of listeners yep. that are heavily into bmx um, that are looking to give us some feedback on our prototype and development okay. tires okay uh, not dark side yeah but yeah. other listeners yeah
5: so a uh, good job dark side thanks for supporting the show sponsors for the wrap-up show and it reminds Man. me did you, you want to get a, a, gu- a seat racing seat cover while you're at it too 2021 Break, breaking, breaking news uh, okay. 21 wrap-up show canceled here i am running his graphic kit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank
3: you.
4: Yeah. That was an unauthorized kit there, Randy. I don't know where that came from, but Berm Lords doesn't put out <laughs> such poor quality. Well,
3: <laughs> silence! Well, I think maybe... I am the
5: Lord. I am the
3: Lord. You want to call upon the Lords? Of the Berms? i you
0: call upon the Lords and say our stickers do not stick.
3: Thou shalt not stick. Thou shalt
0: not stick is rule number one in the Lord Berm handbook.
5: <laughs> know it. You
3: got it. <laughs> What's? This is
5: what I was doing all weekend, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all weekend.
3: The Lord. You said it's a
5: good name. Right. It is. It's you a said c- it's a fucking good name. great
0: name. I would love saying it. I walk around the house. I wake up in the morning. Next day, I go, uh, you want the Burb Lord, do you? Do you want the Burb Lord?
4: <laughs> all right, checkers. I'll go to you first. The Michelin thing, man, it hurt my... It made me feel bad, even though... The, I. They legitimately, don't make a twenty-inch tire. He still got to me, man. They—I don't know how they always manage to make me feel like crap, but they do a good job of it.
1: Well, I think we were talking about earlier in the in this wrap up of to be Steve's friend or Randy's friend that you have to have real thick skin. Yeah, um, and yours is getting thicker by the by the by the show. I think. Um, I believe your intentions were, were actually very good to not bother him and ask for something that they don't have. Um, Thank you. Unfortunately, you totally walked right into that <laughs> so <laughs> perfectly, and I don't think that Randy's genuinely upset by any means, but he's definitely you teed it up too perfectly for him. He's definitely going to run with it. Um, yeah. And- yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, you have to take it. You just you don't have a choice but to take it, and if you react any any more to it, then um, it's just going to get worse. I think. I mean, it's not. It's not like they're going to back down by any means. I don't think that's not their personality.
4: Right. And and let me be sure, let you guys be sure that when I was posting those pictures, I knew that I was going to get flack because why wouldn't I, right? I mean, but Steve, I have to think, look, Steve knew this was going on. I reached out to Steve and asked, hey, is there a Maxis discount? He got me in touch with the guys from Maxis. The guys from Maxis was like, yeah, we don't get much requests for 20-inch stuff. Sure, no problem. We'll hook you up. Uh, just, you know, make a social media post and thank us. And of course I'm going to do that. And the whole time I'm like, Oh, this is going to go bad. I know it's going to go bad. And then even when it did go bad, I still feel bad, even though I knew (laughs) it was sort of a joke and no, Randy's not really upset. I actually double checked with him. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I guess I probably should have called you first. And he was laughing. He's like, no, it's cool. Whatever. Um, but anyway, I I appreciate the guys at Maxis, but I appreciate the guys at Michelin bicycle tires even more for taking care of me. Randy always takes care of me, supports this wrap up show. Um, Galdi, this, the part I want to give to you is the Burm Lord stuff. Um, what do you think, man? I, it's funny. My guys at Burm Lords aren't sure how to take it completely. They're not. The owner <laughs> is not a pulp fan. He doesn't listen to pulp, so he doesn't fully understand. Um, so, but anyway, what do you thought? What do you think? Do they do they talk like that? No, no. Okay, <laughs> no. So the guy that owns Berm Lords actually owns Shock Socks, which is the competitor Seal Savers. Mason at yeah. Seal Savers knows his his name is Shan Garcia. They know each other; they're buddies. Uh, <laughs> Shan's been around the Texas Moto scene forever. He used to run Whole Shot Magazine, uh, and so he's been in the industry a long time. They make fantastic graphics, you know. I know Roost is a big part of Pulp MX, but they make great graphics. It all started because of my graphics that everybody wants to make fun of. But anyway, give me your thoughts, man. Well,
2: as some most people say, the ultimate sign of affection is being you know so close to someone they make fun of you a lot. So I right. feel like the, you, you've opened the doors with some of the things you do. And yes, Burn Lords is a, a great name that i for, i can't believe it hasn't been brought up more uh, uh not just because of the show but that's a great name the berm Lords like it's like in uh for for Motocross for years and years so uh and now that these guys have it in their hands and it's linked to you, it <laughs> yeah. just you know gives them more ammo and more fun uh once the show hits um and then the fact that of course chris has um you know come up with his own voice and and you know tr- trousers around the house he probably says it in throes of passion when he's with heather uh, as well so it, you know so it's getting a lot of a lot of uh traction right now so maybe the boss um whether he wants to know about it or not it's getting traction maybe he's sitting and going wow there's a lot of sales going on lots of hashtags and whatnot yeah. so maybe it's a good thing and uh, you should get compensated for it and uh <laughs> to, to go back to the to the poking fun of you setting yourself up i feel like I feel like you're going to get your just due soon enough there, Darkseid. You're going to get your just due. You're going to get back and be able to you know, mash some potatoes in their face at some point down the road here.
4: Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. All right, let's, let's get on to – oh, wait, one more thing. The Black Sock Mafia. I know that's another joke within pulp. Don't fuck with the Black <laughs> Sock Mafia. That's another good one, though. Yeah, don't fuck with the Black Sock Mafia, boys. We will come for I you. I wouldn't.
2: <laughs> all do right. they have a charter in
4: Canada? Man, we have charters all over the place. If you, yeah, yeah. we'll we'll send you some socks and you're in.
2: Well, there we go. I'll wear them. I will wear them proudly.
4: All right, we'll get you taken care of. Um, <laughs> race Tech Rants. Here is probably the highlight of the show. It's almost always the highlight of the show, but Monday night in particular, a lot going on during the Race Tech Rant. Pulp twenty to save at Race Tech. Um, first one. We're we're going to touch on this briefly, then we're going to get to the big one. Chris Kiefer had his own about Steve being a lot to deal with without coffee. Galdi, you've experienced it firsthand. Checkers, any thoughts on that? Because it definitely seems like Steve is not fun to be around. Although, Pookie has told me in the past on Hello Pookie that he's really not that bad, but she'd maybe just be used to him by now.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing she's numb to it. Uh, uh, Galdi brought it up earlier about the story from last year about Steve before coffee. Which I just immediately flashed back to that and was yep. replaying that in my head, and it really i mean obviously there was a it's a rant that we've heard basically before, so uh, and then it got overshadowed by what was after, but um <laughs> yeah, Steve definitely loves his coffee a lot of his life it seems like revolves around coffee, um, he talks about the Starbucks stuff all the time um it's a no matter where he goes or what he does, he has to find the Starbucks. it's clearly very important to him,
4: absolutely. All right, let's thank Guts Racing, uh, who is back on board for 2021. Thank you, Andy Gregg. Nice. uh, Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson and McGrath in the 90s to RC and James Stewart in the 2000s and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, (laughs) <laughs> JGR Suzuki who eh, may be gone. We'll, we'll see what happens with that and many more. If it's style of performance you want, which we all do, you come to the right place. Check out gutsracing.com com for, for info on many of the products offered such as the phantom light seat foam. All right. For the last, uh, little segment or last section of the wrap up show, we're going to start with the, the big rant. Um, Steve's second moto of the day. We've talked about it a little bit. Pookie came down in studio Let's play some audio, and we will really dive into this. Uh, wait, second round of the night. Pulp twenty seconds. <laughs> uh, my rant
5: is, is just simple. The, the, I, I touched on it earlier. It, it it's this fucking guy off the start, like he learn how to ride your motorcycle. I have a
3: okay? I, have, I have a rant now. Oh, I have a rant about people in this world that won't take their
5: share of responsibility of stuff. One of you told me that he almost took the guy next to me also. Mm-hmm. So if you can't do a start if you'd have
3: checked up, he probably wouldn't got all tangled up and if, more out of balance.
5: If you can't do a start and go straight five feet out of the gate, perhaps you need to go call Rhino. He literally hung a left outside the gate. I was just telling him, hey man, can you learn how to start? You know, can you just, can you learn how to start? So you're just saying that
3: you got knocked down.
5: So was I right to have words with him? No. I'm
0: not. No. You can't do that.
3: Even, he, uh, even if the guy, like, never knocked him down.
2: What the <laughs> hell happened?
0: I just, I just don't think it's right for you to do that. You're too,
3: yeah. you're too much you're somebody than in that, the industry Steve. to be I'm yelling at a guy
0: to learn how to fucking rhyme. <laughs> so I, I know I'm, Randy's
5: trying to make me say things, and I, I, I get it. I just don't know how long we're going to go for Tits has my back, and he's getting a raise. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. Tits, you have my back. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Thank you. <laughs> that was dirty. Yeah, thank you.
0: It's like it was an accident. You told me right, like before, it was an accident. Then you told me you got in his face. I'm like, well, then it. don't do that. Yeah. You can't the do guy, that. It was an accident. <clears throat> he didn't mean to take you out.
5: I'm not saying he, he doesn't mean to. Even know
0: who can, you are. Can he,
5: Do you know how hard it is to drop off a start with the gate dropping to go mm. that sideways?
0: I, see, I would have I been more of a drive-by kind of yell. Drive-by? I wouldn't have stopped.
3: No,
5: Steve, Steve was chasing him down trying to here. T-bone him. No, you're, no.
0: you're, you're the Suzuki. What are you, Phil Nicoletti? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. 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 You would yeah. just okay. lay the sword okay. down.
5: Honestly, we're good with this. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, seriously. One. No, honestly. <laughs> I, I, we got to move along. I'm trying to get you guys out of here by 930. Short show, man. Putting more songs to the thing isn't like really like, ah. Okay, so, I mean, I, how really? long do you want to do this for? R- no, I'm really serious. No, really. No, I'm being serious. Like, okay. okay, like, I get it. You're working on it huh? Good job. Okay. G- funny. It's going to have the a great ending. This is kind like Rhino's rant. Funny, funny you the first you the end. couple of times. Mm-hmm. And then now can we move with the show?
0: Another that's... reason I didn't want him racing, because then he goes into <laughs> well, racer mode. Blame
5: him. And you're yeah, not that...
0: racing anymore, by the way, either.
4: <laughs> for like, <laughs> for like <laughs> the rest <laughs> of my life? Yes. That's final. <laughs> wow, okay. Your knee, wow. your
0: elbow, ah, this guy.
4: All right, I got to assume that everybody has at least listened to the whole show that's listening to the wrap-up show. Uh, if not, watched it. But for those that maybe don't have the context, clearly Steve's irritated. There was a bunch of videos that Randy had put together to different songs, such as Lay It Down by Rat. Uh, you Got Knocked Down, You Get Up Again, multiple songs. And Steve was getting very frustrated as each one went on. Uh, there was a moment where the audio kind of got quiet. And uh, he said, really, how much longer are we going to do this? He had taken his headphones off. Steve was clearly pissed off. Uh, Galdi, uh, he was not happy. He was over it. Uh, and I think Randy was a little disappointed because he had two more videos to play. Um, but yeah, as we talked earlier, Steve was not happy. He's probably still not happy, but this might be the most irritated I've ever heard him legitimately.
2: Yeah, I'd have to agree. It got, Even while I was listening to it uh, at work, I'm sending a truck and I'm like,
4: wow, that actually
2: sounds like he's getting really pissed off about this. And I honestly think um, when the show ended, because uh, that was kind of towards the end of it, right? There was mm-hmm. there was only maybe an hour or so left, hour and a bit left, and uh, I feel like they had a conversation afterwards, almost like to the point of like, hey man, like I was just making some jokes, like yeah, I know, dude, I know the jokes, you know. He kind of did it on the show, but yeah, taking the I didn't get to watch it like you guys, but taking his headphones off, he could clearly tell that he was pissed off. But he also, you know, I mean, being who he is, being what the show is, and being what Randy is in the production, probably. Should have assumed something like that was coming. There, uh, the with the production should have come some sort of preparation, especially if the way that it went last year, and then him getting on the start and only making it a five feet again this year. It was there was bound to be something coming in with Randy on the show like that. He was a relentless joker. Uh, it would have come, but yeah, man, he was he was pissed off for sure. Yeah, and there was no way you couldn't tell that in the show.
4: A hundred percent. And checkers, uh, you know, part of me. There were things that was said in his description that reminded me of some other things that have happened in the past. We won't touch on it too much. But I also, okay, I'll say what some of the YouTube people were saying. They're like, oh, man, Steve dishes it out all the time, but he's getting really upset when it's coming back at him. And I sort of felt that way a little bit. I was like, man, all you do is fucking bust my balls constantly. Like, I think in the four years I've called in, I've gotten like two compliments. Um, yeah. but I didn't want checkers to give him too much shit because clearly he was really upset and why, why poke that bear? Like, right at that point, it's not funny anymore. Uh, were you uncomfortable listening, watching? What'd you think?
1: Um, well, I think for the first time, I mean, video is added to the show a lot, but this is the first time I think that video is definitely needed. So if you haven't watched it, I know they clipped it and it's on YouTube, just that segment Yeah. Um, in general. So being able to watch it adds a ton to it. I still don't believe that I don't believe that Steve has a problem with people giving him crap. I really don't, and he pokes fun of himself all the time. I don't think he was at all really upset about them poking fun of him falling down on the start or anything like that. I think there was the the fact that you had Tits Legendary in there as a producer who always wants to get out on time, and Steve had lost control of the show completely, um, and I've seen him get, or heard him get upset a little bit with Watson back in the day. because oh, yeah. He would lose control of the show, and he tries to run a tight ship. He tries to be free flowing, but run a tight ship. And I do think it was more of, "Hey, this is dragging really long. How entertaining is this?" You know, Steve's thinking in his mind too. Of a lot of people are only seeing or listening to the audio; they're not seeing the videos. Um, True. And I do think that was a lot of the a lot of the frustration and the main source of frustration. I really don't agree with the people that say Steve can't take it when people give him crap because people poke at him all the time. And yes. Usually he's pretty witty and can get them back. So I think that's at least, Blame Pie, 90% of it was just he lost control of the show. He's trying to move things along. He didn't want to keep beating that dead horse. Um, And then I think if if you listen to it back and watch it, when Pookie first sits down before she has her headset on, she had just walked in, um, and they play it, and she goes, it looks like you fell by yourself. (laughs) You can barely hear that audio. But then as it goes on, she could definitely sense that Steve was getting upset, and she starts to flip more and more to his side. Mm-hmm. And I'm very glad that Fitz Legendary was there taking his side. So At least it wasn't just everybody just kicking him while he was down type of situation. Um, but I did think we were going to get a Kenny Watson headset off, walk out the room moment from, from Steve. I mean, he definitely was clearly upset. It wasn't just acting for the show or, or anything like that. And I I would agree that there definitely was a conversation after the show of, and he totally derailed the show, and um, Steve doesn't back down very easily in an argument, so I'm guessing that he's still not completely over that part. Uh, but there will probably be ground rules for Randy next time.
4: <laughs> right. You know, your 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 point there of him losing control and getting upset actually reminded me of uh, the live show at Vegas in 19, I think it was, it had to be 19, yeah, 19, uh, Davey Coombs was there. And I think him and Marks had put together a little video that Steve was completely unaware of. And I, now that I, you say that I remember him being a little like frustrated because he what it wasn't part, he didn't know. And it threw the whole schedule off and he was kind of lost control. And he, he clearly that night didn't love that. So that's actually a really, really good point. Um, and I will say from seeing the video, Steve got fucked. I mean that he, he didn't have a chance. Like they kept saying back off that dude came over so fast. I don't, and so yeah. abrupt Steve. There's no way I think Steve could have done anything about it. Like, I mean, Steve was had a right to be upset in the heat of the moment uh, and all that. So I, I definitely am on Steve's side on that. Um, Gaudy, anything else with that? What about Pookie? Um, her thoughts on, you know, you can't do that with where you are in the industry as somebody that's important as a media guy, like in especially in this day and age, I mean you kind of have no filter sometimes, Galdi, but what do you think about what she said
2: uh, i mean she she does make a good point uh i mean obviously imagine if he would he came off and the the words were a little bit more more aggressive, and then next thing you know. Uh, not Rusty. Sorry, what's his Wallace's? Russell. Rusty, no, I Russell. Russell. Russell drops his bike and starts throwing bombs at Steve. Like it's almost like a police officer going up to the car. You have no idea if the guy's got a gun on him. Right. Uh, kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it could have escalated into something really, really bad. And then you know, there's thousands of people there, and Steve being Steve, it could have turned into, oh, I saw him do this, and oh, I I heard this, and oh, we'll go, you know, what I mean how the the five phone call later conversations go. So um yeah, it, it, I think Pookie makes a good point. You can't do that is, is probably the way that he has to handle it being as, as big in the industry as he is for sure. And and obviously I, I like I said earlier, I don't think he would ever do those kinds of things anyway. It's more of a talk yeah in that instance. But I mean, like you said, in once racing goes, the passion gets going, your heart rate gets up there and sometimes shit happens. Um and uh so Maybe Pookie knows uh, there's a a rough exterior to Steve that none of us know about. Although he's pretty open book, I think there's not much that we don't see on the show. It's not like he does some secret MMA fighting on the side where he's a big danger guy or something (laughs) like that. So um, yeah, but uh, yeah, she makes she made a good point. I think that you know he if that if that had escalated into a bigger situation, he would have been the guy probably coming out looking like the jerk. Right. uh, If it if it went that direction because of his his size in our industry.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel bad. I, I love when Pookie comes down on air on video and does as part of the show. And I've told her that for a long time in the last two weeks she's done it, but they've both been like, she's just not been in the, the best place, right? She had her rant last week with the grocery store this week. She's upset with what Steve's got going on. So we got to, we got to flip the script from now on. We got to get Pookie in there when like for happy stuff, like the A Ray Cade Clayson dating game. That's that's what we need out of our Pookie. Um, yes. And she mentioned there at the end of the the clip that Steve can't race anymore, and she doesn't love him racing. She doesn't like it at all. Um, but she actually, we were, I texted with her afterwards. I was like, Yeah, don't don't hold to that. You got to let Steve race. And she she kind of backed down. She said, Yeah, I know he loves it. So. If you're if you're worried about that, I think I think Steve will be racing again, guys. So, um,
2: all if right. He, if he loved racing so much, he'd probably do it more than once a year.
4: Okay, he likes racing every once in a while. Let's say that
2: <laughs> once a year. Right <laughs> yeah. now, we're at yeah. <laughs> Which that's true.
4: Um, all right. So a couple of little things we'll touch on real quick. Any thoughts from either of you on Kiefer's? There was an on, anonymous text that Kiefer had freaked out on a kid. He told the story, and he said. Uh, that he like i can't remember exactly how he worded it but he kind of gently put his hands on his neck or something along those lines either one yeah of no
1: it, it
2: sounded like he kind of lost his shit a little <laughs> yeah, bit at, did, this, at the local track there yeah yeah i mean right then and there you just put your hands on a random kid that is usually not a good sign
1: in today's world
4: no i i was a little surprised how about you checkers any thoughts
1: yeah i mean i think um we've all probably been cross drunk at some point and it's the same thing as racing adrenaline you're it spikes your heart and you're pissed off, and you you lose control of yourself for a moment. And that's what Pookie was getting at with Steve when he races. I mean, races, you shut your brain off a bit yeah. to an extent. Um, so I'm not really surprised by it because Chris pushes uh, the riding safely thing really, really hard. And obviously, he spends a lot of laps on the track and a lot of laps in a public track, especially with other guys. Um, I think you're not in the heat of the moment. Kiefer still would go talk to the kid, but he would talk to him and educate him. And in the heat of the moment, Kiefer was, "Dude, you just about took my livelihood out from under me because if I can't ride a dirt bike, I can't do my job." Yeah, um, you know, they're all those thoughts that go through your head, I guess.
4: Yeah, it, uh, you're right, but it, it surprised yeah, me a little bit. Good points. Yeah, good point. Surprised me a little bit from Chris, but uh, definitely entertaining. Something that we took, got the, to, got the kind of sit in on like like a fly on the wall and hear about it. Um, okay, motorsport. Tweet it, uh, twit, tit segment. We got to hear about the Chris Keefer's drop ins again. Steve just can't let this go. Randy feels more welcome. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't see anything too crazy about it. Either one of you got any thoughts on that? Galdi?
1: i go ahead, Checkers. I'll let okay. you go first. All start. right. Well, I was going to say uh, with my, you know, kind of with my old life and my old house with my previous relationship and stuff, we live more like Steve and Pookie, where it's call before you come over or whatever. And, um, and now my, my life's like that. I mean, I have drop ice, and it's just normal and expected. And um, I think it goes with Steve preparing for the show, probably a little bit frustrated with Randy um, as far as um, he'd been with him all weekend, right? Yep. So, you know, Steve, I think in general, he keeps to himself a little bit. He likes his time alone. Like He likes mountain biking alone. He likes his routine and stuff, where Kiefer's completely the opposite. Um, So if you think about it in that way, it kind of puts all the different things into perspective from the whole trip and the whole weekend of the different personalities and and whatnot. And so Steve has been with those guys all weekend, too. So I think he probably was a little on edge already with Randy before the show ever started as well. Um, But, yeah, Kiefer likes company. He likes people. He likes to make everyone feel welcome. And um, that's just their different personalities. But, you know, that's part of, you know, our attracted friendships and stuff as well.
4: Right on. Um, okay, couple two more topics. Chris Kiefer played drums for a Blink-182 concert with some other guys, and somehow, even though he thought he had told everybody the story, we've never heard the story. Uh, holy shit, that's freaking awesome. I loved it. Checkers, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's amazing. I mean, I'm not a huge music guy myself, but it's something I would tell the whole world about for yeah. sure, without a doubt. And as much as Steve loves music and as much time as they've spent together and Pookie as well, I'm, I'm just amazed that, yeah, they hadn't really heard the story and it didn't stick out. And um, the best part of that, I think, though, was really the um, the comments and reactions about Pookie, like, oh, just look at her staring at him because he can play the drums. Yeah. That was, extremely entertaining. Yeah. That was the, the best part of that whole thing for me.
4: Well, I have I don't have that audio, but I do have a piece of audio. Hang on. Yeah, no, her panties just you dropped. You remember, at the end, we all finished. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I got. We uh, Her panties just dropped, <laughs> and then Chris said, at the end, we all finished, which just was a good drop. Uh, another drop that I sent uh, Marks that hopefully will get used at some point. But, yes, Pookie was definitely Galdi looking at Chris all lovingly, uh, you know, a little, a little misty-eyed. Not misty-eyed, but uh, just uh, like she she was turned on.
2: I would have to agree. I didn't get to see it on video, but I could sense it in the the words. And, <laughs> and for your listeners or the show listeners, not too sure if anybody listened to Coffee with the Keepers just a few weeks ago yep. with Mathis and Pookie, and they did these comparisons between their women and all this stuff like that. And I don't think Chris is a fib teller, but I'll tell you what, he, 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 he uh, twiddled a hell of a yarn there if that's a true story to make Pookie drop her panties like that because that was an awesome moment on the show. And that story was great because, and I feel like it jumped right from their coffee, coffee talk into that. And, uh, Man, if that again, he, he said that you know phones weren't ready. There was no pictures and all I get stuff like that stuff. And obviously, he's not a fib teller. I'm, I'm playing jokes there, but sure. God Almighty, that I wish I was a fly on the wall on that part there because it seemed like a funny moment.
4: Yeah, I'll have to do some research. You know, go back and see if we can find any video of that somewhere. I mean, you, you, maybe we'll get lucky. But speaking of coffee with the Keepers, one last piece of audio. Do you
5: remember our podcast with the Keepers, Coffee with the Keepers? Yes. Do you remember how he vowed to do more for dinner? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, Kiefer, we were at his house.
3: I was a witness. Did you make a video about it? I was a witness. Yep. I didn't make a video. It's kind of a boring video. It'd just be you uh, (laughs) sitting down on the couch. I had to time lapse it. Asking <laughs> your to get wife, some your
5: wife comes home from work. Uh-huh. She's been working longer than you, because yep. yeah. you didn't support us at Glen Helen, and you were sitting on the couch. We got home, you never moved. He has a wife that grinds. Yep. And, and, and your wife came home, and you were just saying, "What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What's for dinner?" Mm-hmm. And, and it's she had
0: seven thirty by this. Yeah, time. Yeah, oh, yeah.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. She had to go mm-hmm. go store, get the ingredients, make everything. And bring it to you on the couch. She makes
3: a heck of a burger. You, I'm going to be in silence you, because I don't know what to you say. You
0: said you were going to do something. Yeah. You said I didn't you say when.
3: Take it from a man who's happily divorced. That was her testing to see if you truly were committed to what you said you were going to do. So who went and well, purchased the
0: meat? You weren't off all day while she was working? Right.
5: And then he didn't even get up to get the food. Heather brought it to him? Nope.
0: I heard you didn't get up off the couch the whole nope. time. I'm you not going to lie.
5: Heather takes great care of me. And yeah. she takes great care of you when you're she there. She was great. I don't make videos. Look don't, at, he doesn't make supper either. I don't make shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't supper. I bring my wife coffee once a week
0: oh, to work yeah. and Chris gives me countless amounts of shit for it. Just endless shit. He's a bitch.
5: So Janky, you've witnessed Kiefer's behavior for dinner. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's un it's unacceptable.
4: Alright, before we get into this, I want you guys to know that are listening that after this is we're all wrapped up here. We have some audio. Heather joined me yesterday for a few minutes to give her thoughts on this topic. So you guys stay tuned at the end of this for that. Uh, checkers, I'll go with you first. You uh, you've been married in the past. You have an awesome new uh, I, girlfriend, fiance. I don't I don't know if you guys have gotten that far along, but she's badass. I know that. Very supportive of you. What do you think about what you take away from Chris and Heather's relationship? What you gather from listening on air? Um
1: it's very apparent. I mean, Chris is very open with his wife and, and Heather is too, and she's in studio. Um, and then I do listen to their coffee with the keepers as well. They're very open and um, it's clear their relationship's very good and whatever dynamic they have works for them. Um, and I mean, I'm definitely spoiled by Chris and my relationship of, um, I get very well taken care of, but it actually did surprise me a little bit because Chris pushes the communication stuff so much. And that Heather had asked him for, Hey, can you, can you step up and do this? And for Chris to be as genuine and caring and loving and everything that he is, um, I'm surprised that he hasn't. And, uh, I do think it was great for great material for entertainment and such that not only was Steve getting on him and Pookie getting on him, but that Randy was also jumping in and poking (laughs) the bear as he does better than anyone as well.
4: Yeah. Um, Galdi, how about you before I, I will tell you, well, let me say this. So, I told Heather this, and you guys will hear that if you stick around and listen later at the end. But um, listening to Coffee with the keepers and listening to this segment and listening when Heather's in studio on Pulp sometimes, there's times when Chris comes off, if you don't know him, as a little bit of like old school 1970s, I'm the man, hush down, chill down, do what I say. It comes across that way. and He can be a little aggressive. But then you have the flip side of him where he's very... Uh, like a chick as as how I told her, like almost like a chick, kind of like I am sometimes where he's very emotional. But there are times when I listen to stuff and I'm like, ooh, I'm waiting for Heather to blow up on him, but she is along for the ride.
2: Uh, yeah, I would call him. He's like an Eddie Haskell there. Always nice to the <laughs> mom and dad at home, and then getting the beaver to do the battle, right? Around the house, kind of thing. Uh, and I actually got to witness this firsthand last year. I actually did the I did the Randy trip. I was there mm-hmm. and stayed at the house and all this kind of stuff. And I'll tell you right now, Heather is an absolute beauty, um, and she is dedicated to her man. That is 100 percent the way it goes. She gets the food, gets the water, does the laundry, cleans the house, does all the stuff and Chris does what he does kind of thing like that. But for sure, your, your look at their, your sort of theory there of the 70s, definitely you could see that or, or sense that in a way. But like uh, Checker says, that's their dynamic. That's the way they do things. That's the why they love it. But if you're an outsider looking in, you would think he is an asshole.
4: Right, exactly.
2: For sure. Uh, but once you realize what it is and that you get to know him, you understand that that's a relationship for sure. But, yeah, Heather, uh, she is, she's a beast. For sure she does it all. And uh, you can tell it. And like Checker said, they're so open about it. That if you're a part of the show or listen to them and the stuff that they do, and, and uh, you, uh, you can understand that that's the relationship and how it works.
4: Absolutely. Well, you guys, stay tuned because Heather does have her say. She'll fill you guys in on how everything works and how she feels about what was said. Um, I want to also thank Motosport.com. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride. Only at Motorsport.com. Uh, I want to thank all of our sponsors again: Seal Savers, Guts Racing, Michelin bicycle tires, Motorsport.com, as well as all the other Pulpomex sponsors, including Race Tech, X-Brand goggles, uh, Fly Racing. Go to pulp check out the sponsor tab support the sponsors use the links use the discount codes uh and we're about to wrap this thing up one topic on the grill your ass off kiefer after dark that i wanted to touch on just to see what you think kiefer asked pookie because he's always wondered what it feels like to be <laughs> the woman and have a penis inside the vagina yeah good question uh checkers any thoughts have you ever wondered
1: never crossed my mind. Okay. <laughs> and even when he brought it up, it didn't even really cross my mind or didn't even really think about it at all. Uh, although he was very again, I was watching it on video and you can just see the you can see this intensity with Kiefer. He focuses in so much <laughs> and he was so into the conversation. Um, and he genuinely would he wants to I don't know, have a sex change for a day. Just oh, so we yeah. Can feel he it said and it, and yeah. Back. I don't know.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. He would definitely do that. He would, if he could have a vagina for a day, he would take a penis. No doubt. Galdi, thoughts? <laughs>
2: Oh god, that is that so true. He totally would do that. I actually, you know what? I, I, I think I'd try that. To be honest, that'd be kind of wild. Mm,
4: yeah. I don't um, really care. But
2: uh, as far as that goes, um, I'm gonna have to side with Kiefer a little bit. Uh, this one for sure. I've actually asked my wife. I'm like, what does it feel like? Yeah. Like, give this, and she almost said the same thing as Pookie. Just what? what you, like? I, I, don't know, I
5: don't know.
2: Like, whatever. It feels you know, like what it feels thing. like. Yeah, it feels like what it feels like sort of thing. But, um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting uh, question. And, and that, even wasn't, that that didn't even come from one of the emails right. that came in for After yeah, Dark. Yeah, his own. Just, that was just his own, all his wheels turning. Yeah. All of a sudden, he just kind of popped in, like Checker said, and the focus went in. Okay, hey, let's talk about this right now. Yeah. <laughs> and
4: always, uh,
1: it was entertaining.
2: <laughs> always
4: a great segment. Always a great show. Uh, Galdi, did, did your wife also feel like she gets the short end of the stick?
2: uh damn right no not a, <laughs> a chance man no way uh, good answer the long
1: end all the time
4: <laughs> good answer okay guys we are going to wrap this thing up please stay tuned uh for the heather Kiefer response other than that checkers galdi thank you so much that's a wrap for this episode
2: awesome dark side thanks for having me buddy and pleasure chatting with you checkers good luck with everything guys all
4: right
1: thank you medals up galdi medals
2: up yeah <laughs> one more time one more time for the phone to end it off here. World champ.
4: All right. That's a wrap. We're out of here. All right. I've got a special guest to uh, discuss a topic on the wrap-up show for Monday night, brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires, the beautiful Heather Kiefer. What's up, Heather?
6: Hello. How are you?
4: I'm good. Uh, First thing I want to know is what's for supper tonight?
6: Um, I will probably pick something up for dinner because I'm working late tonight, so I've already... I just actually got off the phone with Aiden and told him I'm either bringing home In-N-Out Ooh. or this other place called Down Home Grill, which is kind of like a, I don't know, they have like everything, burgers, burritos, salads, you know, Yeah, I, Chris will eat.
4: I'm always on board for In-N-Out, especially out here in Texas where I'm at. We don't have any, so.
6: But there's one in Texas It's just not close to you.
4: Yeah, they're two hours away. There's a bunch in Dallas. There's some in Houston now, some down in, uh, like, Austin area, San Antonio. I think just I'm in a smaller town, so yeah, we're we're crap out of luck.
6: No. Oh. see, I don't like In and Out's okay. Like if I have you ever had Five Guys?
4: Oh well, you know, <laughs> there's there's a key for After Dark. Uh, yes, yeah. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have see, that Five Guys.
6: Five Guys versus In and Out, but Five Guys is so far across town that I'm like I don't want to drive, and then I have to get out of the car. Like In and Out's just convenient. It's quick. It's close. I can stay in the car.
4: Yeah, we we actually have a Five Guys much closer than In-N-Out. We have one in our town. And it is, I would say, a better burger. But when you're talking fast food, run through the drive-thru, like you say, quick. And because I grew up on it, sort of, and it's it's uh, sentimental, that's why, yep. why In-N-Out means so much to me. Out here, everybody loves Whataburger, and I can't stand it. So I've
6: never had a Whataburger. I've heard of it, but I've never had the... Uh chance
4: to try one yeah well you guys maybe if you get out to texas sometime you either swing through and try one i mean they're good they're just not i don't put them they're not my favorite that's all i shouldn't say i hate them but well let's let's talk yeah. about this this topic uh monday night you know there's a lot of ball busting goes on on the pulp mech show and steve uh-huh. steve was giving chris a lot of crap for the way you serve him what say yeah. you yeah hmm i uh,
6: you know Steve gets served, too, when he comes to the house. So don't let him fool you. Like, he gets the same treatment. I've seen it. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, yeah, you know. I don't know. Like, I just, I like to take care of my boys. I mean, honestly, and I tried calling the show Monday night to weigh in on this situation because actually when I got off work Monday, I went home and made Aiden pizza from scratch while he sat on the couch and watched American reunion. So I mean, <laughs> I'm guilty of doing it to both of them. Like they're lucky little assholes. What can I say?
4: Yeah. I mean, they, they are lucky. Uh, you and Pookie both are from the little bit I've seen from the outsider, amazing wives and mother. Well, you're a mother, obviously. Um, yeah, but I- I'm going to be honest, Heather, you know, and you know, I I know you guys slightly. I mean, we're not best friends by any means, but I consider you guys friends and I love Mm -hmm. you guys. But when I listen to Coffee with the Keefers, there's times when Chris comes off, in my opinion, as a little like old school, like maybe like he should be living in the 70s where, you know, I'm the man and like he'll tell you to chill down and you kind of do what he says a little bit, it seems like. So I see where it's sort of I can see where people would say that I can see where it could be a joke. Uh, I mean, and I don't mean, like, he disrespects you by any means. He just... No, 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 He He wears the pants in the family, it seems like. Well,
6: I let him think that he wears the pants <laughs> in the family. Like, it's our little secret, and I like, don't tell anybody. Yeah. But, I mean, no, like, he definitely doesn't want me barefoot pregnant in the kitchen. At least I don't think he does. He hasn't shared that with me. Right. And that's just not who I am. I mean, I know that he works hard for our family, and... I just I try to do like the wifely thing because I'm not home a lot. I'm always working too, but I just I try to take care of my men, you know. Yeah, and I like to do when other people come to the house. Like I like to be a hostess. I don't want people to have to get up and get their own shit. I like to wait on them. I guess I'm very, I like I'm a pleaser. I like to please everybody.
4: Yeah, I've seen that, and that's and there's nothing wrong with any of that. It's just no. I, I I just want because because like I said, Steve's busting his balls. And we saw Monday night that Steve doesn't take the ball busing quite as well as he gives it. Um, yeah, we're going to get to that on the ra- – well, I guess the way people are listening to this, they would have already heard the wrap-up show. So we're but we're, we're recording this beforehand, and we're going to touch on that once we get to it. Uh, I, I got some stuff for Steve. But I was just wondering what your thoughts were. So when you were trying to call in, like, were you hot? You know, like you were going to fight back, or were you just sweet, Heather, and just going to give your opinion? Uh,
6: I was just laughing because – I mean, I think it's funny that Steve likes to bust balls on that. I mean, Chris has offered to barbecue, and I tell him to stay away from the grill because the girl is mine. Like, don't touch the barbecue. Like, that is not for you. That is for me. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, I like to take care of people. That's it. Yeah. I wasn't going to bust anyone's balls. I was just going to, I was actually going to tell him about Aiden making him pizza. Like, I don't know. I like to spoil them, I guess.
4: Well, and that's, I think that's good as long as he's, I was trying to get Chris on here, but he was really busy. And as long as he's doing it back in at least some way, as long as he spoils you in some way. And it's, you know, he always talks about the five love languages and, you know, like acts of service, right? Clearly is one of his love languages for the receiving end. Um, what is, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, what are your love languages? Like, what do you like to get? You
6: know, I'm like a mixture of everything. I mean, like, I like words of affirmation. I like physical touch. Like I really don't have like I guess one specific. I like it all. Yeah. I mean, l- listen, don't let Chris fool you. Like he likes to vacuum. That is his jam. I don't <laughs> vacuum whatsoever. I okay. don't even touch the vacuum, and that's what he likes to do. So he will do cleaning. He will dust. He will vacuum. He does not clean toilets. However, that is still my job.
5: Right. I mean, I hate- he would-
6: like to take that off my hands i would gladly share it with him but Uh, i mean he does do stuff around the house and he helps out and it's it's a 50 50 thing i mean people don't see that because obviously you're not cleaning the house when steve comes over janky mike or Baj or whoever you know how about Hmm?
4: how about when he was talking about janky and janky said that you know he brings his wife coffee once a week and and chris said he's a little bitch (laughs)
6: <laughs> oh, Chris tells him that all the time. Like he would, he would call us and we're like, "Oh, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm taking the least coffee," and I think that's cool. Like, yeah. Chris brings me coffee every now and then, but it's not something that I need. You know, like it's whatever.
4: Yeah, I, I think okay. I just think it's funny because Chris comes across. He's an emotional guy. He he does wear his emotions on his sleeve. He's romantic. Yeah. Uh, i I feel like I'm very similar. So sometimes I'm like the chick in the relationship, but then when you see this yeah. other side of Chris. With the way I see him interact with you sometimes, he's not – he's, like, the exact opposite at that moment. Like, he's yeah, more he, aggressive. Like, hush down, Heather. You know, just – you wait, you know. Because,
6: <laughs> see, he has to let people know that, you know, he's not this, like, I guess, a biosh all the, yeah, all the time. But, okay. you know, it is what it is. I mean, I love the man, and we're good together. Yeah,
4: it's clear. So. I, I think you guys are – uh, I think your story, when he tells it, you know, and we've heard it a few times, the, what you guys have been through is really, um, it's something that people could look up to. Like, it, you know, because we're getting way off basis of what the Pulp Wrap-Up Show is supposed to be. But, you know, when relationships don't last anymore, people walk away very shortly. And you and Chris have been through a lot. As, you know, Heather, uh, Pookie and Steve have been together a long time and probably been through a lot yep. of stuff. Like, the relationship knowledge that we could take away from you guys is pretty cool. I love that you guys share it so openly. I'm always impressed when Steve tells, you know, the story of, like... Or not Steve, uh, Chris, of you, like, leaving, you know? And guys getting back together. That's a hardcore story and that he shares yeah. it and you're okay with it. It's it's pretty... Uh, it's unusual that somebody would be okay with it. I think it's really awesome how open you guys are. Yeah, I mean, there's
6: nothing... We're an open book. There's yeah. nothing to hide. Like, I... I don't understand why people try and hide things about their lives from people because it helps other people to learn from your mistakes, you know? Yep. I mean, it's funny. Like, I was just talking with my mom today because my parents are divorced, and she's like, oh, if your dad and I were still together, we'd be celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary on Saturday. And I'm just like, holy crap, like, that's crazy. Yeah,
4: yeah. My parents. but I
6: mean, my my parents got divorced after 20-some years, so...
4: Yeah, my parents are still together. I guess they're at, let's see, I'm 45, so they've got to be around probably together 47, 48 years, I think. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty impressive. Well, to get this back around to the Pulp Show, you're right. When I was there, I saw Pookie bring Steve his dinner, and we see all the time, every show on YouTube, you see her bring him his Starbucks. And she Uh asks, you know, hey, what do you need? Do you need anything? What do you want? And he tells her how it is pretty much. It's like these in those moments so yeah i think steve probably is very similar to chris in some ways he just doesn't like to admit it
6: well what's funny is one of like the first time like when chris started doing the show years ago and i went up with him and steve would yell okay coffee and i'm like dude why do you not have a churig up here so i literally went and bought steve a churig and brought it to him when they were at the old house and i was like hey so you don't have to call Pookie to get coffee. Look, you, there's this thing called a Keurig, you know, and you can put your little coffee pot and you have a little fridge. You can make your own coffee. And I think it lasted for like one show. I don't even know if he used it. I right. Think it sat there and I think it collected dust. And I'm like looking at Chris going, why doesn't he use that? Like why? But I think it's just Steve, you know? He just wants to. I think, it's, I think he likes to see Pookie during the show because it's so long and Pookie's yep. up there doing her own thing. But it's like, hey, hey, babe, type of thing.
4: Yeah, she's but she's I, touched on that before that he misses her, uh, you know, and we've ta- her and I have talked about that a little bit. I think maybe on the Hello Pookie segment, but yeah, there he he's very lovey dovey too, uh, you know. Yeah. He's very very much in love with Pookie. It's really sweet and it's awesome. Um, okay, so Absolutely. I guess I'm going to wrap this thing up. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that segment. Um, that you know, I do <laughs> I do ever want everybody to know that Chris can be a little bitch sometimes too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I—he's uh, very
6: feminine sometimes. Like he, yep. yes, he's in touch with his feminine side.
4: Yeah, for sure. Oh. He's he's awesome, man. So I think you guys are awesome. I just I thought it was funny, um, you know. But you know, the listeners who don't see you guys could think that uh, Chris is kind of a dick to Heather. But it's reciprocal as far as the give and take. And
6: I don't. I'm sure some people probably think that I'm a bit bitchy since I'm very edgy, according to Chris. That I need to soften my edges. I mean, you can be. I will. I will be the first one to admit I do get a little off the chain once yep. in a while, but I mean I only get off the chain when it's about things that I'm passionate about—my husband, my child, right. someone interfering with my family, my friends. You know, I mean, yeah, there's a reason for the edge.
4: Sure, you may remember I was there at Glen Helen last year when Brownie took Chris out, and like we were we were watching you chase him uh-huh. down as he was coming off the track. So I, I I've seen a little bit of it, and. Yeah, on the podcasts when you do the coffee with Keeper, y- your volume goes up when you get wound up, like and oh, yeah. you spike. <laughs> and yep. it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty funny. But uh, I love you guys. Well, though. We're I think working you're awesome. on that, yeah, honestly. But, yeah.
6: And what's funny is, so at like the vet national on Saturday, I'm standing on the line with Chris, and I look over and I see Brownie. He's clear down to the right side, last gate, and I'm all, I'll be right back. And I walk up, <laughs> and I kind of like bump into him all, hey, and he's like, hi, and he gives me a hug, and I'm all uh none of this bullshit from last year copy and he kind of like looked at me i'm like copy and we i walked away i'm
4: like see you later <laughs> oh you're awesome i love how involved you are and how passionate you are about what your husband and your son does it's and you know and support the supportive side where you're you come to pulp when you can and yeah it's it's fantastic i love you guys you're you're the best oh, we love you well i appreciate it you um, know. and thank you for saving my hair i appreciate that, <laughs> that was,
6: well, I feel like I owed something to you since I fucked you over a starting device.
4: Nah, your your point when that on that night was valid, and I was not upset by it at any means by any means. And Eric Eric hooked me up with one anyway, as well as Chris was hooking me up with one. So no big deal. It was all fun. Okay,
6: okay. All well, right. I still think that still gets brought up on the show. I think it got brought up actually Monday night too. I'm like,
4: I brought geez, it up. How many?
6: How long? Yeah, see, you brought it up. I knew someone brought it up. Like, yeah. how, how long is this going to go on? Like, well, you want to go, please?
4: We can't let stuff go, no. I mean, because they were giving one away. So anytime they give one away, I always call in and say, hey, am I the third caller?
6: <laughs> you should call and just be like Schmark Schmide or something.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make
6: yeah. up a fake name.
4: Oh, uh, that'd be great. All right, Heather, I'm going to let you get back to life. I appreciate you having some time for us tonight. Um, oh, hope you're all-
6: welcome. Thanks for having me
4: anytime so we'll uh we'll talk to you soon okay
6: sounds good have a good night
4: you too bye Bye. why would you want
0: to re-talk about the pulp show
4: see. Yeah.